listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks of games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Welcome back, dear gamers, to episode 79 of The Gamecasters, the show you can count on to let you down every other week. Maybe this time they'll actually cut the shit and stop talking about poop and farts and they'll all just be nice and, oh, nope, here we go again. It hasn't been five seconds and he's calling us neckbearded basement dwelling fucks. <laughs> but the joke's on you because whenever there's a new episode, there you are, waiting there like starving baby birds. Well, don't worry. Daddy is here to stuff the sweet auditory nourishment down your hungry little throats to keep you full and happy for another two weeks. Welcome to the show. It's been a while since we've done introductions, so I figured we could all go around the table and kind of reintroduce ourselves. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Sure. Okay, let's start with Natalie. So, if you haven't listened before, my name's Natalie, and aside from having a butt that refuses to quit, I'm willing to play any game that doesn't have miniatures and involve dice rolling combat, but if you ask me to explain the game, I'll probably just get all flustered and angry, and all four of my cheeks will glow red with embarrassment. Oh my god. I sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Your butt being the other two. I like wine and cider and making jokes that unintentionally humiliate my loved ones, especially on air. Also, I fart a lot and give great... 0.0004 second back scratches. Oh the instant God. you tell me it feels good, I stop. My nickname in high school was Natalie Blue Balls McScratchy. <laughs> anyway, Ryan sucks in bed. <laughs> nice to meet you, Natalie. Was... <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Well, Hi, Natalie. hello there, gamers, and I'm Ryan. Fart joke, poop joke, sex joke, radio voice, sex joke, laugh at Jeff, yell at Natalie, cut everyone off, fart joke, sex joke. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, Welcome, Ryan. And I'm, I'm Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Jeff. So now that you know everything about us. What is it about our show that will make you want to come back every episode? Why choose us over other podcasts in the gaming space? Well, we'll tell you in our first ever podcast essentials line. Yes, we're back with another podcast essentials line where we tell you a board gaming podcast to listen to that you might not have heard about. These are the best of the best gaming podcasts in our opinion. And the first one we're going to recommend is the Gamecasters. Oh. Oh, Seriously, wow. these guys okay. put out so much. And then after that, they release podcasts every other week to the delight of thousands. <laughs> and the reason they're so good is the drama. Will the girl call someone names? The Will the mad one yell at everyone? <laughs> Will the gross one shut the fuck up for once? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. And that's why I love this show. They talk about games, which is kind of adorable because they think people actually care about that. But really, I just care about hearing my name read by the mad one during the only segment of the show that keeps it going. It's like magic cards at an FLGS. <laughs> I haven't quite learned their names yet, but it is seriously awesome. It's like watching a 50-car pileup every 14 days. It's just utter embarrassment and cringy <laughs> drama that I can't really turn off, like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yes, this is the podcast equivalent of a skeezy little reality TV show, and I eat it up like antidepressants. So take it from me, and I think I speak for most of us when I say the Gamecasters podcast is some sort of... Actually, you know what? I kind of talked myself out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe if I stop listening to this so much, I'd start to be happy. <laughs> I'm just addicted to it now. It's like scrolling on social media. It's just something you do to pass the time, but there's no substance there. Ugh, okay, let's not do this segment ever again. No more podcast essentials lines. The Gamecasters and, ruined it for me. Yep. It started out very bad. Got it down. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. Well, what's up with you guys? <laughs> wow. Well, Dexter's uh, getting good. Oh, my God. Dexter's so, so good. If you're it. not watching Dexter, watch it. Yellow, Today's Sunday. New episode. Yes. Yellow Jackets is also... 
getting good also. There's okay, so is that yeah. similar to Dexter where it's releasing? Yes, it's like it's Sunday okay. whenever, like whenever yeah. it shows. Or if you have the app, I think it just shows up Sunday at midnight or whatever. Yeah, so it's like pops showtime. up. Yeah, Showtime. What did I say? Did I say Showtime? Yeah, I don't think you said. Whatever, the yeah. But yeah. 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 I'm also, I texted you the other day. We're watching Seinfeld again. Awesome. Okay. I've seen it probably a couple times. Maybe okay. not sequentially in a long time. Right. But we're just starting to Most people haven't, I think. Because yeah. like when it was on TV, it was all just, it was always like syndicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for few of, like I watched it when it was first on. But I was I was really little. Yeah, it was you like the I mean? TBS reruns that they're on all the yeah, time. Yeah, right. But it would only be like, oh, I can only watch it for an hour. I can't watch the six-hour stretch, so you're not getting it all at the same True. time. But anyway, yeah. so we're watching it straight through again. And I texted you this argument. I'm going to reiterate it. <laughs> I believe that George Costanza yeah. having any intimate relationships with any women on that show is maybe one of the most unrealistic things that have ever happened on television. 100% I agree. I would. I went even a little further, and I was like, I think same with Jerry. And then you made the argument, which is a good one, that well, at least Jerry is like a comedian. Yeah, he's, he's like in the show business, pseudo famous, but he's right? still ridiculously unattractive. Yes, but he's yeah. also like you know, again, not he's dating Courtney Cox and coming from the short thing. person. I believe I am taller <laughs> than George Costanza. Hundred percent. Yeah. So Jerry is like he comes up taller to than him. It's also like George is not a good look, but or, like uh, Jerry's not good looking, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he has probably a little bit of money. He has his own place, true. that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that's true. Humor goes a long way with some. Yeah, yeah. Some people. You're right. George is George. The character George is one of the funniest yeah. characters in anything ever. But yeah, he, in the show, he's supposed if to be just a, a bumbling real human. Human. If he was a real funny, person, yeah. there is no way people would be like, "I want to date George." Costanza. I feel like it's like that on so many shows where they like, like every Adam Sandler movie, he's married to the most beautiful yeah. woman on earth. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, it's come on, man. Like but at least I can like, fall back on, on, like, Adam Sandler's funnier right. in that movie. Or yeah. Like, like Kramer one? is tall. He's kind of, like, charismatic. I get, again, why yeah. these, yeah. you know, Elaine, good looking. Elaine is super hot. So. Elaine's super hot I now. get it. But George is, like, how does he have anyone ever? He's, like, selfish, self-centered. He is, he's balding at, like. <laughs> The yeah, he's very stocky. 16, because they're only supposed to be like 30 in the show or yeah. something, or yeah. 29, which is Yeah, absurd. they're in like their um, early 30s. He, for the most of the season, he has no job. Yeah. yeah. Right, what's the redeeming He's about cheap. Him? He's like, it's like yeah. all of these things that are just <laughs> yeah, like just off, wait, such terrible qualities that I don't know how anybody would want well, he's got to a like king-size dong. be in a relationship with him. I don't know. He was in the pool. Yeah. Oh, it's in the pool. <laughs> it shies away yeah. like a frightened turtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I honestly think that about all of them. But your argument does make a stronger case for George <laughs> specifically being, the most, being yeah. the most unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. But I used to talk about it all the time. Like, okay, all these like the the women yeah. on Seinfeld are all incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. Like, remember the episode where George dates that one girl from the camera store or like the Photoshop? Yes. Yep. She might be the hottest girl he gets. And it's like, why does she like him in yeah. any way? Susan isn't. You're, that's true. That's true. Susan is one that's maybe not Susan's still super a successful attractive. woman. Yeah, that can, she's like, she works for NBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, so you've so, been watching. You've been going through that. Yeah, going through that, watching some shows. We're we're trying to finish, uh, like Dope Sick, so then we can maybe start Billions. We talked about it last Ooh, night. Yeah. Yes, Sorry. please start that. Billions. I would love to talk with you about that. And so. that's kind of been it. Yeah. Um, with TV, I guess Survivor's on. It's our reality kick, so we're watching Survivor. Mm -hmm. but, I can't believe that show's still on. I know. I know. It's, it just keeps going and going and going. That's, that's incredibly ridiculous. Yeah, it's on twice a year. It's like season 40-something. So wow. it's on two times wow. a year. Yeah, so like it's almost, it has almost now caught up to Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> in season number. In season yeah. number, yeah. yeah. In season number. Yeah. yeah. What have you guys been doing? Um, Let's see. I have an announcement to make. Oh, okay. I, finally. Okay. 
got Ryan to start watching Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I'm watching Schitt's Ooh. Creek. From the beginning. Yep. Yep. From the how beginning. Many, We're still season you? one. We're on like episode okay. 10. Okay. Ish. 10 Are or 11. Are you enjoying it? It's okay. How long did it take you to think it was okay? Episode one. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, you're, episode, you're still in the same boat of it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. yeah it hasn't gone up episode, a ton yet. He was like, he was like, okay. But I'm not actively trying to, I'm not rooting against no, it. No, no, no. Like I went into it like, okay, everyone seems to love this yeah. show. I'm going to give and it a shot. And I'll tell yeah. you this. It, when I started watching it, it took me a little bit. It took me longer than wh- where we've been now to like think it's really hilarious. Like it. Yeah. Because I liked it. Like you, I was like, I was like, this is pretty good. And I was even at a point where I was like, I was like, am I going to continue watching this or, or should I just stop? And then I continued, and then I don't even out of felt like out of nowhere. All of a sudden, I was like cracking up. Really? Yeah, it was just almost like you had to like understand the characters. You had to like get to know them, and then suddenly it's like it much, all clicks. It, like clicks for some reason. What about for you? When did you start in like it loving took, it? It took a season. I don't know. So I still don't put it in my like category. Oh, so you of, don't I just wrote them it. down. Okay. I don't. I still have like Thirty Rock, The Office, oh, Parks yeah. and Rec, Arrested Development like above top, those top. for sure. But it is really good. But it's, I like. There's a lot of relatable characters and relatable storylines, and there, there's a little more like emotion sort of in some of this, where you like feel connected yeah. to a character more than you would. That in, must have to happen in the office. Later? It happens later. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, season, because again, you in the first season, <clears throat> you this thing is happening to them, and they're these very rich people who lost all their money, and then they're like very judgmental. And and they're not really likable at first, I think, you know, and relatable. And so as the time goes on and they're in this town, that kind of starts to change, you know, and they start to like soften. And then also, how do you own a town? Like, what do they? So they own this town, Schitt's Creek. What does that entitle them to? I don't know to? if they bought the the entire land. That yeah, like, is it the on. land that yeah, they maybe, own? Because he says he has a deed, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's confusing. That's yeah, like, I always that's like too much money. People, that. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah like what? Right. You like, own I don't, this town. I don't even like, own my own okay, house. Yeah. So, so like, does he have jurisdiction <laughs> right. over things? The bank still owns my house, so I don't really know how that stuff. Yeah, but he doesn't have any power, does he? Over no, because he's not like the mayor. Yeah, like does he hold anything over the mayor? Like he just owns the land or something. I don't it's know. probably because the, the one thing I would say so far is I feel like it's very unrelatable so far. Yeah. Okay, because like you, I don't identify with the rich people, yeah. and I don't identify really with like the, the yokels who live in yeah. in there, you know. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Maybe it'll change. Yeah. I think I think it um, will change, and like Jeff said, it's not like you know top tier TV shows, but it's it definitely is for some people. Yeah. it is for some yeah. people love this. Shine, I feel like it's very universally liked. Yeah. Isn't it one it, of your favorites, Natalie? I don't know if it's my one of my favorites, but I really enjoyed it. It was I would say it took me a season to get into it. And yeah. then we're kind of watching it like while we play games in the background. Yeah. Oh. It will eventually kind of end up being a show like that where like we're watching 30 Rock one night in the background of stuff. Or yeah. and it it doesn't get me rolling on the ground laughing like some of like 30 Rock, some of these comments just like I have to pause it because I'm laughing yeah, so hard. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> I think Eugene Levy is hilarious. I do too. Yeah, just, I think he has fun. like great delivery. His, his son is my favorite character. Yeah, so yeah his, his son, son is, is awesome. Yeah. The, uh, you know, Le- Eugene Levy's daughter is um, Twyla. Twyla, yeah, which is also kind of funny. Yeah. It's like a whole family. Yeah, yeah. but it's weird that she doesn't play the daughter. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's just the, I, I, I liked it because it, it felt heartwarming toward the end, and it like, did. you started I mean, relating to people. And like, okay, this is later nice. On that I actually cried in, and like, um, and then we, me and Ryan talked about this too. There, one of the best things about the show is that, like, like. 
David, the character, is gay in it, and nobody. It's not like a big thing. It's not like something he has to overcome. Yeah, that was my. That's it's the one like, thing I love so totally far. Totally yeah. normal. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, it's just. It, yeah, I like, I'm like that. I like that. That's not a focus because right, like every other, you know, because like, it has knows been. He is, but at the same time, it's not like a thing. Yeah, it seems like normal. progression yeah. in the world and of I television. Think, and he, yeah. they even said, because I've watched some like, you know, behind the scenes stuff where they like interview them and stuff and they wanted it to be a show like that. Yeah, you that's know? cool. Yeah, it's so good. I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's a good show. Is that all that we've been watching? Is shit scr- And Dexter, I guess. Yeah. I'm so, Dexter. oh God, I loved, I love Dexter so far. Yeah. Well, we just finished, right before Shit's Creek, we just <clears> finished <throat> um, going through Barks and Rec again. <laughs> we were watching that but yeah we're not really watching yeah, good. anything else besides I know I wonder stuff. if there's like a little lull like I don't know what HBO's trying like I'm waiting for an HBO series that I yeah. sometimes they put these one off well like that are the really Wheel good. of Time came out no that's not HBO oh yeah but that of, came I'm out I, I've I know so, okay, I don't know much we've talked to that. two different people so Ben um, Kennard from Date Night Dice from the Date Night Dice podcast has read all of the Wheel of Time series okay and so I think he's been pretty frustrated with the show which because is he's comparing these to the not that people, he likes. which is not yeah. settle down. Well, I mean, I can understand. <laughs> if, yeah, you know, I can understand. But so it is an adaptation. It's not supposed to be in a you know. So I think he's temp- he's he's now tempered his expectations a little bit. But I think he's been frustrated, right? I think Emily's read the books too, actually. Yeah. So I think they're both going through it and um and stuff so. like that. But then we just talked to Chris. <clears throat> yeah, but Chris isn't his watching his the show, right? His no, he said it. He was telling us about his dad. His dad read the books and watched the show. Oh, right. And he his dad likes the show. Yeah. Like the show. Like the, like show. the show. His dad All likes right. the show and has read the books. So I'm kind of hoping that it's like Game of Thrones where we can go in not knowing anything yeah. and just like, anything. yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like Ben and Emily I know, said I that. Like if you didn't read the books, you might even like it. This is exactly Better. why I don't read books. Is because <laughs> you don't well, want to be let down. I don't by want the, to just be let down because TV all movie. these book reading nerds are always so let down when the show comes out. They're like, "Oh, the book was better." The book is always fucking better. Yeah, we know better. every time. The book Every, is always because it has way more detail and way more explanation, and it's just. So that's why I don't read books, yeah. right? Is I don't want to be let down by TV shows and movies. Plus, they don't really put pictures in novels anymore, so it's not like you see. I know boobs it's not even like, but like all the books oh are just like, but you can do that on TV. Yeah, all the books see are just there. Wor- there's words. Yeah, why would I just like read like about a boob when page. I can go oh, on a video can I talk and about see a boob that I'm reading? Yes. I'm reading the Testaments, which is the follow-up. The New book. Testaments or the Old Testaments? <laughs> it's the follow-up to the Handmaid's Tale book, oh, and it's like gross. 15 years later, and it's about Aunt Lydia, Agnes, and Nicole, which are um, characters in the show now. June's two daughters. Oh, Agnes and Nicole. But they're Ooh. like teenagers. Maybe now. that's where the show will go. That's what I'm wondering. I kind of hope they do something different with the show. And it's all about like them, the like yeah. where they are now and like stuff happening to them. <laughs> That's cool. I'm like really into it. I'm like That's sweet. Could you read it's books? Good. Yeah, I'm proud she, of you. She, yeah, she just reads books like I've crazy. Always, I've read books Damn. since. What do you do while she's reading I started books? Reading. I usually masturbate. Usually. But okay. sometimes if, I, what do you if do I'm out other, of like, juice. Hours you watch yeah, with the other 23 and a half hours, I've been watching chess. Yeah, The world championships of chess are on right now. at the same time? Very rarely. Okay, just... Depends, Very on, depends on the move that was made. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Knight goes to B3. Knight to B3. Oh, oh, fat, 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 fat. my God. <laughs> oh, boy. If there's a checkmate, oh, I'm mating my oh. hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the world champion, the world chess championships are on right now to determine the uh, world chess champion. <laughs> oh, okay. Really and there's seven, they're on, they're playing the eighth game right now. So they play 14, I think, classical games, which is like hours and hours and hours long. And then if they're tied at that point, which often they are, 
then they go to like a, a like a shorter format, like a blitz format where it's like 10 minute games. And then if they're still tied, then they go to even shorter games. So Magnus Carlson's going to win. He's then. already so he's winning right now. He's up one game. So they've played seven so far. The first five were draws. So they each get a half point for that. What'd they draw. <laughs> Penises. Okay. Of course. <laughs> and then the sixth game, Magnus won. Okay. Seventh game they drew, and they're on the eighth game today. So if it's a draw or a if Magnus a, win, it's over, and you can just if it's a draw or a Magnus win, Magnus is just up. So they play fourteen. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems like oh. it's always seems yeah. like it's it's like it's something like that, but then there's always more. <laughs> It's always and more it chess. also seems like always there's a world chess. championship like every two months. <laughs> no! That's what it feels like. The world like. championship is like once every well, like four years. There's the Magnus Carlsen world <laughs> right. championship. There's the Magnus <laughs> I, championship. I, yeah, there are the lots Carlson of tournaments. Championship. That's for I sure. also feel like, like you told lots me of this tournaments. before because you, you said like, I just like oh, telling you that Magnus wins because like you hate him so <laughs> much. Well, you're no like, reason. there's this championship, and this and this and this is happening. I'm like, like you said, like, oh, so if this happens, then Magnus wins. Well, no, because then this person has to play. And <laughs> no, then, this, then they have to then arm wrestle. Then he has to play 15 more times, and then he has to play against this person 12 times. And it's like, it goes on for like four months. Make fun of it some more. It's like, funny. It's just, there was this so chess confusing. boxing match. Do you remember that? I feel like it was like Lennox Lewis or someone who was like a boxer was no, also like an incredible chess, chess player. What? Yeah, and they created, it was like this goofy... It was some offshoot. It wasn't like a real thing, right? But they did this event where they would they would play chess for like three moves each, and then they would box around. What? And then they would play chess oh, for three moves each, and then they would this box around. Great. So you either won by checkmate in chess or knocking or out knocking the person. the person out. Can you punch them while they're making I would a move? Watch, I would watch that. All <laughs> that day. sounds fucking. I would awesome. watch that. You watch their chess game like get worse and worse as like they get punched in the head more and more. Oh, blunder. It's something crazy no, like that. like pouring yeah. blood. Yeah. Oh, I committed a big blunder there. <laughs> Shouldn't have moved pawn to H3. Um, so you guys know about the show The Queen's Gambit? Yeah. yeah. There is a board game now called The Queen's Gambit, the board game. Is it called Doesn't chess? that just seem like it's just chess? chess? No, it's not you just chess. So. Oh, that's too bad. I know. <laughs> Who did that? I, I don't. I Who know, did is that stupid? Yeah, The Queen's Gambit. Das Damon Gambit. <laughs> Damon Gambit. Is What's-Her-Face on the cover? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the What's-Her-Face girl. Yeah. What is her name? In real life or in queen. the show? It's Beth Harmon in the show. Queen. But yeah, she's uh, the queen. And this yeah. is her Gambit. You watch, Gambit. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good show. Everybody but isn't that funny? Once all the chess tiles have been captured, the game ends, and whoever has collected the that most tiles is, wins. What? It's like a tile. Nope. The Queen's Gambit board game is not just chess. <laughs> it just be what chess. a marketing scheme that would yeah. be. <laughs> They're like, here's a game. Based there, on this show, no, show about this game we yeah, made up in the yeah. show. Right. Here's a show based on a game, but we're not going to make, we're going to make a game about it, but it's not going to be the game in the show. It's not going to be the game in the show. It's going to be a game based on the show, which is That's based on a, a game. Pass. Who thought of that? Hard pass. And who produced that? Well, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> who thought of it was designer Rebecca Blau and Nicholas Cravolta. Come on, guys. Artist, N.A. <laughs> nah. Publisher, Asmodee Korea, There's no Popcorn art. Games, Mixlore. You know Mixlore? Have these designers games? designed NA anything else? Let's check. Rebecca no Blow, Blue, Blau, has also designed Escape the, some Escape the Room games, a game called Wooly Whammoth. Wooly Whammoth? Wooly Whammoth. <laughs> All right. Wooly Whammoth. Uh, a game called Showdown and Crosswise. 17 games. So she actually does have some designs wow. under her belt. Uh, oh, Gloomhaven. Have you heard of that one? Just oh. kidding. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've not heard of any of these, but I do. I am interested now in Wooly and now got Whammoth. the Queen's Gambit. And now she has IP. the Queen's Gambit, the board game, which is yeah. not chess. Uh, speaking of games, um, we've played. We've actually played a game or two. No way. 
Can you believe it? I don't believe just it. Just barely. Barely. <laughs> we barely played it. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got to keep this stupid we were, we were podcast running. Well, I was, I was masturbating and playing chess at the same time, and so yeah, yeah, we basically played it. That was yeah. a game in itself. Yeah, okay. All right, so I have to apologize a little bit in advance for the extended length of time it's going to take me to talk about before I get to talking about this game. So I have some preamble to get through, okay? Okay. So I wanted to play Obsession. What do you want us for to do years now? We- you can, can you actually do like a Broadway, like a vaudeville act in the background? Do you want us to do any like music? Broadway, like jazz hands, like do jazz hands, but down in Carolina. Obsession, I waffle back and forth on this. And then it was like, and went out of, okay. So I wanted to play Obsession for years. This game came out. Back in like 2018, Dare I Dare to think. say, were you obsessed? Oh man, I actually have some <laughs> jokes about that. That's okay. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I waffled back and forth on it. Uh, and then it was too late when I was stock, of course, as it does. Of course. Um, it's kind of like when all the women don't give a shit about you until you have a girlfriend. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't understand that. But this game was like all of a sudden talked about so much more often Figured when it went women. out of stock. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, women? Um, <laughs> Did that happen to you in real life? It's happened to every man. Yeah. I think in the world, like you're like you're going on around. You're like, God, I can't get a girlfriend, and then you finally get you're a girlfriend. Like, oh. And right when you get a girlfriend, three people oh, call you and they're like, like, Hey, by the way, you want to yeah. fuck tonight? And it's like, Yeah, uh, shit, <laughs> can't do it now. Doesn't happen. So, to you? Nope. Has that ever happened to you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No one's ever called me and said that. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, this game was Unfortunately. Also, <laughs> this game was. Also- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Here she, she's doing it again. <laughs> I unintentionally insult everybody yeah. I love. <laughs> it is unintentional. You're short. I don't mean to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Rather fuck someone else. I meant both for you. So, all of a sudden, this game was talked about like crazy when it was out of stock. More often than our podcast in my bathroom while I'm tooing. And everyone <laughs> love, seems to love it. Tooing? <laughs> You're like going to. Like numbers oh. are like pooping. <laughs> tooing. Oh I got it's it. A poop joke. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get enough of obsession. They're right. addicted to it. They have a compulsion, a need, a preoccupation. I cannot quite find the word to express how infatuated they were over this game. There has to be a word to say what these people were. That was the joke. Um, they they can't get enough of this game. Anyway, my desire to own it just grew and grew like my peninsula of masculinity when Natalie bends over to pick up something that I dropped specifically so she bend over to pick it up. Well, finally, after what felt like a lifetime of pining over it, Amanda the Main Street Meeple clued me into its re-release. I pre-ordered it and it came like me when I'm allowed sex on my birthday. Oh my well, God. <laughs> well, I decided that I was going to play it this past weekend and I ripped open the shrink like a Jedi gym gamer and opened everything up and looked at it and was maybe more confused than I've ever been. I had no idea how to organize this. If you ever open a game and you're like, kind of take it all out and you're just like, what? Yep. what? Like, oh, oops. Now what? Yeah, I should have yeah. thought about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh God, what do I do now? Sometimes I've just put him back in and then put the game back on the shelf. <laughs> just like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm out of I'll outta. do this another time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like doing that. <laughs> I had, the rule book doesn't tell you how to organize it because it comes with all these little boxes and stuff yeah. and I'm like, there's no, yeah, you it doesn't open it, tell it's you. It's just a bunch of tiny it's just boxes, a bunch of boxes. perfectly in there. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? So I immediately go to the two people who I've heard talk more about this game than anyone else. I message Amanda from Main Street Meeple and Bailey from Spooky Gems. I entitled the IG conversation, help me, in like all caps. And I take a picture of the cacophony of cardboard on my table and ask for them to tell me how on earth to put this damn thing away. Bailey responds instantly, 
proving herself the better of the two for the moment. <laughs> they didn't know they were being ranked at the time. <laughs> and it's basically like, sense. bro, I just smush everything down in the boxes and hope nothing breaks. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> She's really funny. So Amanda finally joins in the conversation after doing God knows what to Wally in their bedroom. And we start talking <laughs> about the game. And that naturally leads us to making some dumb joke about having a, a separate podcast about yoga and bagels that I call Creamy Squeeze, which Amanda then Googles and finds pictures of sour cream in squeeze bottles, which I had in my fridge. <laughs> so now we're trying what to explain happening? to Bailey why squeeze sour cream is so much better. And I tell her it's because of the little sphincter spout that the bottle has. <laughs> she takes a break to vomit and then asks follow-up questions. And if you've ever had squeeze sour it's cream, totally like you know it, how awesome it is because it's, it, in normal sour cream, you like spoon it out onto the plate. But the sour cream like sticks to the spoon and you end up with layers like of it still on the spoon. And you either have to like stick your finger it's disgustingly on it and like, and like rest it on your plate or you just are wasting it. Also, it sticks to the spoon sometimes. So when you're putting it out of the plate, you kind of have to give it a flick of the wrist. Wingardium Leviosa. And then that plops down and splashes sour cream everywhere. I feel like I'm doing an infomercial right now, but the yeah. squeeze bottle sour cream gets around all of this by introducing the sphincter. <laughs> so basically you can squeeze sour cream out onto your plate and the sphincter cuts it off in the exact same way as when you're chewing, you know? Yeah. So like so think of chewing and you cinch it off for a minute. That is probably yeah. the, the best thing. Way to, to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's exactly what you're doing with the sour cream. And Amanda agreed completely and Bailey left the chat and deleted Instagram. And, see, and cease and desist so showed up at my and Amanda's house the next morning. So after that incredibly long conversation that also discussed spray butter and the vaccine, we learned a little something about our dear friend Bailey's spooky gems that I have been given authority to tell. Okay. So Amanda was basically like, okay, you now think we're weird because we've been talking about this sour cream thing. What are your flaws? And she responds instantly, Bailey does, and says, I steal lemons from Sam's Club. What? <laughs> what? I never. She Then she writes, I period, never period, pay period, four period, lemons, period. What? <laughs> it's a dumb fruit and I refuse to pay for them, but they are necessary for cooking. So I still need them from time to time. What? <laughs> so she just steals she says, them? I go to the store. Like a, like a, a bag. bag? Yeah. yeah. She goes, I go to the store and when I'm shopping, I just put a bag of lemons in my cart and go to the use scan and just don't scan them. <laughs> We were both like, what? Why? And she's like, I'm universally well-known and respected lemon thief. For over a decade, no lemon farmer has received a dime from me. She's actually oh saying God, this. It's so oh funny. God. I was laughing so hard. Amanda was like, you steal an entire bag of right, lemons? Sam's Club, you can't just take one lemon. Yeah, she's like, what the hell do you do with the entire bag? And Bailey responded, well, Diet Coke and lemon. <laughs> and Amanda's like, isn't that just one lemon slice? And she's like, eventually she's like, okay, fine. I end up throwing most of the bag out. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's free, so what does she care? And Amanda and I laughed forever <laughs> about that. So this was a pretty epic conversation that I owe completely to the game, Obsession. Oh, my God. So the other night, I begged Amanda to teach me. And we got to hang out on Discord while she taught me the game. And it was cool hanging out with her and Wally and the kids and seeing their house, which is really nice, learning the game. It was really fun, and she did a great job. And I thank you very, very much, Amanda, for doing that. Unfortunately, that's where the good things stop because this game is awful. It sucks uh -oh. so bad. I'm kidding. Here's how it plays. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you're in this like Victorian time period where everyone is just trying to fuck everyone else. That's true. Cool. It's like people host these events specifically to find someone to bang and marry. Those are called orgies. Which I guess is the yeah. premise of the show Downton Abbey or Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, they're just a fucking orgy. Like, <laughs> it's an orgy. It's an orgy. Uh, but I don't actually know if Bridgerton and, and, and um, Downton Abbey are, are, are this exact theme, but I think it's pretty close. Amanda just told me everyone's horny and can't get enough sex, so they're hosting parties to make it happen. Now, this game is nothing like I've ever played before. You start the game with tiles in five different colors attached to your player board. 
And throughout the game, you're going to be adding more. And the tiles are these events that you're hosting to attract hot young singles. <laughs> on your turn, <laughs> you pick one event tile that you have in front of you and you host a party. And boy, are they good looking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're all like... And they're local and they're near you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Okay, so you basically have to pay the requirements of the tile, which might be playing hot young singles cards, or employ the butler to work there. And you must have the required amount of reputation in order to invite these people and host the party. Nobody wants to fuck at a loser's yokel party. After you've paid your cost to host the event, you get benefits, like money or reputation, and then you bring the tile you played back to your tableau. Only now, you flip it over, kind of like in Keyflower. And the other side of the tile gives you points and maybe does something cooler than it did on the first side, right? Which, again, Keyflower is the main game I can think of that does this similar thing. When you basically complete the requirements on the front side, you flip it over, it gives you victory points, and usually does something stronger. Upgrade, yeah, mm -hmm. cool. Um, and this is where a large portion of your points in the game are found, on these tiles that you put in your tableau. Afterwards, you get to buy another tile from the market, and the market is kind of like uh, the market in suburbia. You, you played suburbia, Jeff? A while ago. Okay, so basically everything is, there's like a, like, a, like a string, like a line, and they're all priced from low to high. So three, four, five, six, and then the tiles themselves might have additional costs. That okay. So at the end of your turn, you can basically pay that to bring another tile into your tableau. Okay, now turns in this game are toit. In the normal game, there are only 16 rounds, but four of those rounds, you're not really performing actions, so you really only get 12 turns the entire game, but a couple of those, you're passing and doing nothing, so really you're only taking like 10 turns the entire game, which is one of the most toit games there are. I'm stressed just thinking about it. At the end of the game, you get points for tiles and cards in your hand and some other things, but the game is pretty quick once you get going. So here's what I liked. This game is awesome. I am so pleased with this game. It's unlike anything I've ever played before. There's that like little key flower mechanism. There's that like suburbia thing. Other than that, the game is, you've not played anything like this, I don't think. Did you mention that we've played with everything? I didn't. We played this game. So first of all, we only played it once. So this is a, this is like a first play kind of like feel it out kind yeah. of game. We played with every, there's this upstairs, downstairs, Wednesday, Tuesday expansion Wednesday. that uh, is out for it. We just added that in and I would never play without it. It's one of those awesome expansions. I'll get, I will get to that, okay. Natalie. But yeah, there's a bunch of other things that I ordered, I yeah. pre-ordered. And we just threw it I all just in. wanted everyone to know, like, we didn't just play, like, the base game. We played, like... We're real gamers. We didn't <laughs> just, we just, we didn't just play with that piddly-ass base game. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's first obsession. Baby's first obsession. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, it's, okay. So, you pick a tile to play, and then you put a meeple that it asks for on the tile to play it. And then you usually have to play cards from your hand, which is a really strange dichotomy because you're, like, paying the cards to play the tile... But the cards just give you awesome stuff. So it's like you want to pay the cards. Um, and so it's like you get to play the cards. Yay. But you're still spending the cards. So boo. But sometimes the cards get you more cards. So yay again. But sometimes the cards are bad and give you negative points. So boo. I, I don't know. I really liked the objective cards. There's these objective cards you get at the beginning of the game and how they sort of give you a strategy to shoot for while still allowing plenty of space for you to do whatever you want. Some games have these objective cards where if you ignore them, and your opponent doesn't, you're screwed. You lose automatically. You know, there's some games like that. So you have to kind of like do what your card's telling you to do. In this game, you don't feel like, oh shit, if you don't get one of the cards and you're lost. It's just like a handful of points. I mean, 
if you get them all accomplished and your opponent gets none, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be harder for your opponent. But if you get like one of them and your opponent gets all three, you should, still should be in the game. And I just like games that give you a bit of direction while still allowing you the space to do whatever the hell you want to. Managing the servants was cool. The servants are these little meeples that you're putting onto your tiles to play them. Um, that was really cool. And it should be noted. And this is what I was, this is what Natalie was just saying. We played with the upstairs, downstairs, Wednesday, Tuesday expansion which adds four different types of servants that we will always play with, and it's so simple to add them in and really just makes the game better as you just now have more ways to accomplish your plans. Uh, the game has some attacky things in it, but we just opted to not play that way as we never get in each other's way so much that it was necessary to do. God, this game is so fun, dude. This game is really good. Could you, could you like, just spend time ruining each other's game? No. So there not are... not to that level. I mean, no. there's little things that you could do to, like... But you have somebody. to spend a certain... You have to do a certain action... That doesn't really get you anything other than like, you could like steal some things from your opponent. Okay. And uh, talking with Amanda, she said that that happens. They do it to each other once in a while, but it's not like, fuck you. It's more like, yeah, oh, yeah. I really need that to help me. And then they take it. And it doesn't devastate you. If yeah. you get like one guy taken from you, you right. usually have like 13 or 14. There was like one. So it's not a one huge One of the deal. cards, the people cards that I had, that was like a bad one that gave you negative points. And then like the only benefit was to like attack the other person. And I was like, well. I don't want to do that. Like, it'd be different if, like, I got $500 and you have to attack this person. Right. I'd be like, okay, maybe, but just to okay. do that by yeah. itself, why so, would I yeah. play that? Doesn't so we really might even just take me. those cards yeah. and tiles out of the game. They're cards out of the game because we just don't think we're going to play that. But I did that thing, dude, where I periodically throughout the game, I'm like, ooh, I really like this. Yeah, when I when I nice. catch myself saying that, that's how I know that, ooh, I really like feeling. this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there was a lot of turns that were incredibly satisfying. When you play, like, a four-point tile that lets you play six or seven cards, and you get to complete this just giant windfall of money and stuff that you can then use to buy more stuff to get more points. It's bliss. And this happens multiple times in the game and really just gives you these satisfying moments that I crave in these types of games. There are so many different tiles and cards that you just feel like you'll never see it all. And that's wonderful. It's very replayable. Okay, so things I don't like that much. The game's pretty damn ugly. It's not as <laughs> ugly when you're playing it for some reason, it, but it just doesn't seem... Why did they pick the colors they picked is kind of one of those, you know, kind of things. It's like the, supposed to be like Victorian age. Yeah, muted. and maybe it is. Maybe that's how it is. But the graphic design is also like really just unattractive. It's just pretty fucking ugly. The colors are, like I said, like kind of bland and blah. They just really do nothing for you. Uh, it feels like a high quality game, though, um, with artwork from like an amateur, which I think is what it is because the designer, Dan Halligan, who I think this is his only design, he also did the artwork. And I'm guessing the graphic design. He probably just mm. did the, all of it. And I'm sure he doesn't have like the money to hire like a Vincent Dutrait or something like that. But it definitely shows, to be honest with you. I also don't really care for the theme. Um, it does nothing for me. But that said, the theme, while boring to me, was very well integrated. Yes. Like very well done. I was like... Uh, talking like a Victorian dignitary every time I play my cards, which was really funny. And I, I <laughs> oh think, oh my god, I was dying. <laughs> yeah, I think with some better artwork, the game would be elevated like so much more, as it would look as good as it feels. It's it's that Castles of Burgundy phenomenon. Sure. Um, the component quality is there, though. Like the tiles are really nice and thick. You know, the it, it's really it's really a, a nice production. It's really just the artwork and the color palette that needs some help. Other than that, I don't really have much negative to say about this game. Wow. It's hard to find something that I like actively dislike. I guess you could say the randomness is is there. Okay? So there's like you'd randomly draw tiles from a bag, you're randomly taking cards from a deck. Um but it 
none of the cards are so wildly swingy that you're going to get completely screwed over. You know what I mean? Um, like, if you need money, some cards give you money. And if you happen to draw, like, five or six cards in a row that didn't have any money on them, that could be a bummer. But that just doesn't happen. I don't think. I don't yeah. think it will happen. Um, the game just feels really good to play. It's so simple when you learn the rules, and everything just feels easy. I don't know. What do you think, Natalie? Uh, yeah, I loved this game. I So, okay. The look doesn't really bother me that much. Mm-hmm. I don't really mind it. I, mean, I was, Let me tell you this. I was struggling to come up with something negative to really? say. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I I have like a couple things, but they're like really nitpicky because overall, I really liked this game and and it's probably one of the my favorite games that we've played in a while, like new games that we played. Um, wow. It's, it, it's getting real. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It took, I mean, it was our first game and it some of our turns, while you only have like 16 turns, really kind of more like 12. Yeah, basically um, ten because yeah. you're passing. What about eight? Times. Like six, yeah. only like four turns. It's like one turn. Yeah, yeah it's like you don't even play like the game. Plays you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a learning game, so it took us a while on some of our turns, just because there was a lot of decisions to be made. To grok, um, would you say? So it Scoche? probably took us like three hours to play it, which is like <laughs> which was way too long, and I think that we could definitely get it down um, from that. The more we play, totally. But having said that. Even Sorry, though it how took long did you say? What did you say? Three hours. It was a long. It was a long play. Yeah. That, that's from rules. Yes, so like that's including. That's including rules. rules. Okay. Yeah, it's including yeah. rules. But um, although the rules didn't take that terribly long time. No, to explain. yeah, they didn't. Okay. I'd say like if we could get it down to like an hour and a half, it would be like amazing. Hot damn, that's yeah. cut in half. Could, we, you think you could do that? No, I do. We, okay. I do. We took like there was turns where I was just like looking. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, no, I can't do that. And I put it back. And I'm like, what should I do? But it's one of those okay. games, dude, where there's like a million different things that you've never seen before. That's true. You know, and now so it's like, oh god, stuff. how like this is oh this tile's brand new to me. Right. This tile's brand new. Like so, you have to like exactly. take a while to figure out where once you play it more sense. often, you're gonna learn that stuff. Yeah. That's and it's a gonna good point. significantly. You know, you're like turning it over and like I'm like okay if I do this and then yeah and just it just took a long time to to do a lot of the things but to it didn't feel to me like it was like taking forever like it flew by because I was very into it um but yeah I mean what I loved most about the game is I love that the decisions you had to make on your turns like it wasn't so straightforward and it was like in that way that I love where like you have to decide first of all like what tile to play what activity tile to play but then on top of that you have to make sure that you have the right servants to be able to play that and then you know is that tile gonna give you what what you want you know depending on your objective or your goals you know if you if you need money or if you need <laughs> reputation or whatever um do you even have enough reputation to play that one and then on top of that you have to decide what people you want to play with that and then you know, so you're taking time deciding which one of those, depending on what they give you, and do they follow the rules of what you know? And there's a kind, it's kind of complicated. Just even though there's not that many turns, it's complicated to play one turn because you have all of these things going into that decision totally. of what you're going to play. And it sounds like a lot, but it was so fun to me, like just <clears throat> figuring that out. Well, it wasn't like super heavy. Like no, it sounds it like it like, might be super heavy yeah, and complex. It's not. It's, not. it's, when I it's say about complicated, the castle. I just mean like there's well. a lot going on, but you're right. It's not hard. You know, it's not it's not difficult. It's more just like like, hmm, what should I yeah, do? Which it's one's more like better. the decision is hard, you yeah. know? Like 
and there's definitely times, especially in this first play, but you know, where there's times where like, I'm going to, oh, I got this plan. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, I don't have enough green guys. Oh, wait. The, Damn, the, green, yeah, green goes, the white green guys goes. can be take place of green guys. Oh, no, but I still don't have enough of those. Oh, I can't do that. Now I got to switch it up, you know, and there was like a lot of things like that that happened. But it was still just fun, like figuring it out. And it was, yeah, I had a blast. Um, and yeah, even just the, the different types of servants, you know, you definitely have to pay attention to them because once you use them, you can't use them the next turn until they get back into like the available servant quarters um there's a bunch of different tiles um there's like so many different like options there yeah um for sure it's even, not going to be the same game twice yeah, for a long even time, just passing ever. is like a big decision and kind of cool because like you know you have to like you said you don't have a lot of turns so you have to like pass at the right time that makes the most sense yes but at the same time passing isn't bad like there's only like one thing you really miss out on because for the most part you still get to do a lot of the stuff that you would normally do you in a don't turn. get an opportunity to play cards right. when you pass but which you is a big win cards back i like when passing isn't just pass, pass. yeah just it's not like you lose a turn. turn it's just more like you don't get an <laughs> optimal turn there's a passing flow chart Card. Yeah, that is. tells you what you do. It's basically just steps. You know, yeah. they call it a flow chart in the game. Like when you pass, you do this, and then. <clears> but this it's and cool. This, yeah, you like because it's one of those games where, like, like, like Kemet. When you're, it's not like Kemet at all. It's one of those games <laughs> like Kemet though. When you play the combat card, you lose it, right? Mm-hmm. And then so then later, you know, everyone kind of knows like what you have in your hand, and then you can do an action to pick them all up. Sure. Right. Yeah. So this game has that where you you have a hand of cards, and you can get more. But you're playing when you play them. Sometimes you play six at once, and that empties your hand. And now they're all in a discard pile. And you'll sometimes draw a couple more. But you might be like, oh, my God, I want some of those cards. They were so good. And so you're going to need to, at some point in the game, pass. And it's so great when you do because you'll pick up, like, eight cards. And all of a sudden, now you have, like, 15 cards. And you're like, I can do everything I want. And it gives you these awesome feelings of turns. Yeah. I mean, they're just, like, again, like I said, it's not difficult. But there is so much to it. And it's, I mean, maybe that's partially because we played with like everything, but like, it was, I loved all of that. I love games where there's just like a lot going on. Um, and, and like, yeah, anyways, you know how I feel about that. Um, I liked too I that there was like extra stuff on the round track, you know, so like every turn wasn't exactly the same. There was like little things that would happen. You know, like maybe you like get rid of a objective card or you get more objective cards or you know, you can ignore reputation this turn or whatever. Like that was kind of cool because it always seemed to come at like, mm. it, I don't know, it kind of like switched it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only things negative that I would really say about it, and again, this is not that big of a deal. Um, one of them was the objective cards. Some of the cards, it was basically like I had these cards where like it depended, I needed to have certain tiles that purchased to be able to use those cards. Yes. And those tiles never even came up in the entire game. Yeah. And so, I mean, luckily, you do discard objective cards throughout the game. And so I would easily just be like, well, I'm getting rid of these. And I feel like that's the reason they do that. Like, yeah. Because but I'm like, there's, there there's could no be a chance. situation where, oh, God, this worked out. And right. so then you keep them. But like it's like, oh, okay, it didn't work out. Now yeah. I can discard Well, because there was some that you could have control over. Like, you know, <clears throat> like have these yeah, certain these kinds servants, of servants in your thing or have these many these certain tiles in your thing but those right. ones are like have the study tile and you'll get this point and i'm like well that one never showed yeah there's like 150 you know? so tiles that was <laughs> kind of like weird to me up. 
But again, didn't make or break the game. It still all kind of worked out. And I got to get, just get rid of those ones and you, just keep the ones that did totally. give me points. Um, but I thought that was kind of weird. And then um, and then the only other thing I would say, and again, maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but just it's just how it felt to me. There We had these two milestone cards. They're basically public goals that yeah, we can both goals, go for. public goals. And we're like, if what, whoever gets it first gets more points and whoever gets it second gets sure. just like half the amount of points or whatever. But those the two milestones, which you said there are a lot more, right? Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a whole deck. The two ones that we had, it to me, the way the game went <clears throat> just happened to work out. It felt like I didn't even have that much of a chance to complete either one of them first. Unless you were playing suboptimally. Yeah, because like one of them was like related to how many servants you had, but Ryan got this one tile that gave him an extra servant than me so then it didn't take Damn him it, Ryan it took him a lot less time to like, get enough servants you Did know you who won I won he won yeah nice job thanks and then um and then there I was wasn't even scheming oh. yeah and there was another one too that was kind of related to like turn order that I felt like because of the way the turn order went like you finished this first and I finished it right after you but since you went first you got the goal first kind of thing you know so I've kind of that was a little bit of a bummer. I was kind of like, well, there's, I don't really have a chance. To well, now here's something. You don't even have to play with those. So there's a lot yeah. of the stuff. We just turned every module, yeah. every yeah. expansion. We just did but it all. I was like, let's just play it all. But like you said, like that's me really trying to come up with something negative. Right. Because that and wasn't again, even the reason that was just the game probably was lost. how that play went. Like that could just not even be a thing next time because yeah. it's just how it worked out with the tile and the cards we had and blah, blah, blah. So, um, but yeah, I loved it and I want to play it again like today <laughs> it's very good uh, jeff i think you would very yeah. much enjoy this game too it was very and you fun. can't find it anywhere you can I, it just it, oh. they just oh, re-released it oh i don't know if it's available like in retail yet but if you go to the obsession website you can buy it oh cool yeah right. i'll probably look into it a little more it seems cool it's very it's good awesome. <clears throat> it's very very good it's like, like natalie said it's one of the better games that we've played in a long time yeah, it's and that it's just, good. Yeah, if you like those games, so ten percent, the ten percent creeping. Totally. Yes. Totally. Not, so not maybe not quite in the one percent, the ten percent. I don't think it's in the one percent, the ten percent. That's in the ten percent, the ten percent. It would take but more plays yeah, right now. The 10%, right. It's not definitely in ten percent, the ten percent. Yeah, solidified. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's a great. Highly game. recommend. Wow. After one play, again, grain of salt, but I don't, I don't see. Typically, it doesn't usually go that way, right? Typically, like if we Natalie and I play a game, we both don't love it. It's able to go up typically it doesn't go the other way we, there's yeah. it's rare that we both really enjoy a game and then play it again and we're like this sucks yeah it's yeah. happened although that happened, it has I happened think of one. it happened to everdell Lagrange. with us and Lagrange. yeah Lagrana. those are the two that it happened with yeah other than Lagrana. that so barring those two games i think that um we are going to be very very happy with I think so too. obsession this is just like right up our alley this kind of game it sounds right like which is, again is why i think you would like yeah. it too yeah right up the alley mm. what do you got jeff Ooh, i got games <laughs> How many? I want 15? To talk, a few. Okay. 15? Yeah. 15 games? I want to talk about a game. I'm not going to review it or go into it, but Devin and I played the game Suspects on Friday night. Is that different than that three? We have that. Suspects? Right? Isn't that that little box? What was that yeah. game that was kind of like Dark Stories, Jeff? That, yes. Yeah, was, was that like, called Suspects? Yeah, something like that. But it was like this three. Is different. It was, I had a three in it. Yeah, this is okay. different. This is, this is a murder mystery crime game based on Agatha Christie's novels. Oh yeah, that's from Gen. Yeah, from Gen Con. I remember. Okay. So if you bought anything at the, the I think we have it. it's not we? Hatchet, right? The Hachette. Hachette. It's not. If you bought anything at the Hachette booth, you got that um, free case. So you, you you could buy the three, 
That was the game suspects. And then they gave you like an extra oh, bonus introductory right. sort That's of right. Case. I think we have the introductory so, one. Oh, that yeah. one. So Devin and I played the introductory case. Okay. It is all cards. The the um, instructions comes with like a little map that you can use. Uh, it's a, like it's a, a train murder is the theme of the bonus one. So we just played the bonus is one. Is that an Agatha Christie one and as well? Yes. And then you play as uh, this uh, detective and she is going to be, I think, throughout all three of those those cases. And we went into it thinking that we were just going to like crush it. We're like, all right, this is going to be easy. Yeah, we played a billion Chronicles of these. Chronicles of Crime, we're like, right. Right. you know, we, we know what the hell we're doing. We figure it out. Yeah, you know, Chronicles experts. of Crime, where we play some of those mystery things or like even the, the crime Zoom game where you kind of go, all right, we get it. And we sort of played it like that. And boy, did it. It got deeper than we should have really? been paying. Like, I'm just the intro, We need huh? to be paying more attention, which I liked, because we kind of just, like, cruise through it. We're having fun, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, you know, it's always the, it's always the spouse, right? That's Whatever, easy. you know, go from there. And <laughs> Unless you're playing Sherlock Holmes. We played, and then we read at the end. We, we thought we kind of had it, and we had a little bit. Um, but we, I read it, and I was like, man, you, you got to, like, he said think you about it like, it like Sherlock. Sherlock. I should have played yeah. it like Sherlock, where you're yeah. looking at, I'm looking at five you know, layers mistakes and papers. I'm looking at what this person said versus what this person said. I'm looking at the map to see where people were sitting and what direction wow. they might be looking wow. and like so that kind of stuff. I thought was, I, I like that okay, a lot. That's cool. And that's both awesome. of us, both Devin and I, were like, I'm glad we played this introduction case because if we would have like kind of, I don't want to say ruined the first one yeah, by just like wasted zooming it you, through it. Yeah. So I think that's something. I don't think you guys bought it, right? What? No. We'll bring so it. This could be a good. Is this? The one I showed you, is that the introduction case? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can just play that. There's no, you don't need the regular game to play. You can just open it up and play it. You think that'd be good for Um, the four of us game? I think so. I think it would be a fun, because I also don't think it's going to be as long as Sherlock. Mm -hmm. It's also something where cards stay out in front of you and you don't have to keep flipping back. You can organize cards. Oh, I like that. So everything's found on cards. There's also some cool things where you like collect certain symbols and that allows you to flip over a card um, or a different card because you found enough information about something. So it leads you to another thing. So there's Mm -hmm. a, a little bit of difference. But it seemed like just from the introduction that the story was well written and thought out. So I'm excited to jump into that more. So I'll keep you updated. Hopefully we can, maybe we can play it. I'm so happy that crime is kind of the the new like zombies yeah. thing. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like that's the thing? Like if you had to pick like a, a genre of that, like that's super like popular. always being done or yeah, crime is really popular right crime now. Crime is really you popular. Guys, it is. I said that so long ago and it's still so popular. It is. I, I mean, know you're right. Just in it board is. games, in board games, in TV shows, in like podcasts. everywhere. Yeah. Podcasts. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, th- I feel like it's more popular now than it was even when so we were still like into it. Yeah. In we were into it back then. Well, it's, I mean, how it's interesting. Anyway, I think, it's like, yeah. I think a lot of it is that, I mean, most people, most normal people, like that is just like very, <laughs> we call you normies. It's just something that you would never do, so it's hard to like understand. And so you're like want all the information you can to try yeah. to understand it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it are, are always true. framed like, like I don't understand how someone could steal like, lemons from Sam's Club. Yeah, <laughs> gotta figure we this out. We should do a figure podcast about where all these lemons going. <laughs> why am I always short one where bushel of lemons? lemons? <laughs> the lemon farmer's like, why am I being short changed? Why is he British? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a British lemon farmer. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, spooky gems! <laughs> Single-handedly taking down the lemon business. <laughs> the lemon industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, that's play the game. Play another game. <laughs> Ooh. So the last couple weeks of our game night that we normally have on Monday, we've had people out or traveling or whatnot, so it's been like just two of us. So Dave and I played The Hunger, if you remember last episode. Yep, right. yeah. And then Joe and Dave were doing something else, so Bill and I got together and played the newest Ascension. This is called Ascension, Curse of the Golden Isle. Ooh, okay. it's pirates. Is it one of the ones we saw in that hotel room? <laughs> 
It is. Yeah, totally. It is. It was, it was on the us. right. Wait, it was so like, it's the pirate? Yeah. It was on a bedside. It's when you walk one? in, the 10th anniversary the was one. first, okay. and then, yeah, to the right of that couch was the other one, yes, right? I it was on a bedside table. Yeah, on the table. Yeah, yeah. Yep, on the table. Yeah, so Curse of the Golden Isle. So this is pirate-themed, and I don't a lot of times gravitate toward Ascension sometimes because it seems like some of it's, like, just reskinned, right, sometimes. Yeah. But And I also don't really go, like, I'm not, like, Let's go get some pirates. Right. right. Like pirates, pirates isn't. Pirate doesn't do it for me either. So, yeah. well, to get you in the mood, I have some pirate jokes. All right. Ooh, you ready? I like pirate jokes. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do pirates know that they are pirates? Um, There's an R joke in here somewhere. It's pretty much all the jokes is with R. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. They think, therefore, they are. <laughs> they think, therefore, they are. Like that one? Okay. Yeah, Where like can it. you find a pirate who has lost his wooden legs? Where can you find a pirate who has lost his wooden legs? Okay. Right, right where you left him. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Why did the pirate go on vacation? Uh, I don't know. He needed some R and R. Oh. <laughs> I think you got to do it. You got to hit it more. R. Some R and R. R and R. <laughs> Why did the pirate join the gym? Um, uh, to improve his booty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep all I'm thinking is R. How does R fit into yeah. this? <laughs> How do you turn a pirate furious? Argue yeah. with him. Argue. Oh, that's a good one. No, nope. <laughs> get him mad with anger. Take away the P. I'll let it sit in. <laughs> Irate. That's like Ryan. That's like a good. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. What did oh. the ocean say to the pirate? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> That's a dad joke. I like yeah. that. Totally. That's great. And then Gabby sent me one. I got this one a couple of times. I posted something on Instagram that was like, hey, do you have any pirate jokes? Yeah. And a couple <laughs> people sent me this, including uh, Gabby. But he the said this is joke? like a classic one. Yeah, the same <laughs> joke. A pirate walks into a bar with a ship wheel sticking out of the front of his pants. The okay. part, you know this one? No. The bartender says, what the hell is that? The pirate says, I don't know, but it's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, that's a dad joke. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end it on this one. Oh, that's funny. Natalie, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, tis the C. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tricked yeah. me. I so tricked you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah better what I don't get got. <laughs> gamer dog. <laughs> gamer dog. Hashtag gamer dog. All right, so this is Curse of the Golden Isle. It's played very similar to Ascension. So if you've played Ascension or Dominion or Thunderstone or a deck-building game, it Clank. is played very Thunder. similar. Clank, you are getting cards, putting them into a deck, when they run out, shuffle them up, pick new cards, do stuff, right? Standard deck builder. So you're recruiting heroes in this building constructs, which is a, a little bit of a, an addition, I guess, sort of on. That's like the Ascensions addition, I think. When you have Dominion, you have these constructs. So you put these cards out. They're like buildings. They help you do all this cool stuff. Yep. And you are trying to get the most honor. Okay, you collect these gems. And that's also kind of a cool thing because that's the timer of the game. So for certain player numbers, so if the three of us were playing, we might have... 35 gems that are out. Doesn't it seem like Ascension was the first one to... I mean, it probably wasn't, Those, but we always call any gems like that in a game, oh, the Ascension gems. Yeah, they're yeah. all... Because yeah. they're used so often yes. in a million other things. It's like the same mold, and I feel like that's the first I game I wonder if that... Yeah, that's the first game I played anyway, for sure, that had those. Let's talk to Justin Gary. Yeah, we should find out. Did you create these? Where did these? you find this? Yeah, where gem? did this come yeah. from? <laughs> um, and so, so there would be like 35 gems or whatever, and every time you earn gems, you take them and take them and take them, and then when they run out, that's that's the timer on the game, and that's when the game ends. So there's right. no set number of rounds. Well, you're making me want to play Ascension again. This is this that's is a fun. good one. Yeah, so it's, it's it's different. Then. It's a, yeah, it's a little different. So players start with their normal deck, um, but you also now have a ship, a pirate ship. Each player, each player has a pirate ship. <laughs> the pirate ship is it's small. It's just like a little 
you know, it's a dial. So it's a ship, it has a ship picture on it, and then it's a dial. So it like okay. you change numbers. Okay. Um, so there's also now a board. So some ascensions have boards, some don't, whatever. It basically is the market for a yeah. lot of those ascension yeah. games. This one has um, essentially the the market, but it's broken up into six different spaces, and those are like where you're sailing, sort of. So you're sailing I around see. the board I in see. a circle, and you are basically next to one of those six cards. It's like a rondelle almost? Um, yeah. Yeah, you can just like at the end of your turn, you can move your ship one spot or another, and just kind of you can move around there. Huh. So being next to a card will get you a, a something here in a second. So... One of the new mechanisms in Curse of the Golden Isle is you have this new currency, which is now called crew points. So you have money, which is normal, fight, which is normal, and now crew points. Every time you accumulate crew points, you just add it to the dial on your ship. That makes sense? Yeah, totally. So, um, and as you, as you accumulate them, if you are on a spot with a card, which you always are, and you want to buy that card or fight that card, instead of using the currency that's in your five-card hand, you can use your crew points. So you can use all of your crew points Either as money or, or strength. Yeah. So you can fight. So you can use all of your crew to fight a monster of three, and then you lower it. Um, it's not like a discount. So if you only had one crew and the thing was three money you had to buy, you yeah. couldn't do it. Oh, okay. So you have to have three or more, to and then you could. So you had to use it all, right? Um, so on your turn, you could really like do a bunch of stuff, right? You can buy something from somewhere else because you can buy or fight anything on the board. Yep. But you can only use your crew points for the the card that your ship is next to. Got it. Yeah. Um, there is a there's like the super there's a super bad pirate dude that moves around the board. He's a new mechanism. So some cards will flip out and there'll be like an immediate reaction. Um, there, a lot of games have done that now. Um, I think since Dominion and Ascension, like Thunderstone, where something comes out and it's like a raid. Sort of it just kind of happens to you, mm-hmm. um, which would move that little pirate ship around. The evil, super bad pirate ship guy, he'll like take your crew or he'll do something kind of negative to you, but not like terrible. It doesn't really like destroy a lot of things yeah. or make you like hate your life. It basically just like lowers a crew, which could suck, but yeah, whatever. not the end of the world. Move away from the guy because he's not going to move more than one usually. So you got to like kind of plan where he is and, and, and get away from him. And the last mechanism <laughs> that's new is called this cursed treasure, which sounds really bad, but it's not. <laughs> um, it does sound bad. I don't know why they called it cursed treasure. Maybe it should be called just a like good treasure. Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good for you. Yeah, it's good, good treasure. treasure. Yeah. Okay. Not bad treasure. <laughs> so if you at all buy a card um on the space that has this cursed treasure on it, you get the cursed treasure. It comes okay. in there's like six different symbols. If you get two of the same symbol, it gives you like a power. So it gives you three more fight, or it gives you three more money, or you can move your ship, or it gives you crew points. If you've played a lot of these types of games, in my opinion, that is like the Thunderstone. The, the rune stones that you get in Thunderstone, where you yeah. can spend them for spend light them for or you can spend them for yep. something. So all of that stuff, the crew points, the cursed treasure, really leads to some kind of cool turns where you can do a lot on your turn. Um, and the game ends the same way. They, they run out, and and that's that's it. So the new additions to uh, Curse the Golden Isle versus just regular Ascension would be the ships, the crew points, and then these cursed treasure. Okay. So it's here's what I thought. Um, I think it's a, a good addition to, like, the whole Ascension lineup. I haven't played a ton of them because I always kind of thought of There's them so as just many. reskins yeah. and whatever. I did go on. What's very cool is I went on Board Game Geek and under, it, it can't be on all of these, but um, all the games, but under, like, where it says mechanics or player number or stuff like that, there is a section in BGG for all the Ascensions that say what which ones can be combined and where you can combine yeah, cards for, right. which I think is really cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Because there's just so many sometimes, and if you're getting into it and not following it, whatever, by whatever, you don't know what cards you can add, what cards you should add. 
So that's a really nice the beginning expansions. I, Cause I had the first, so I had Chronicles of the God Slayer, which was yep. the original. Yeah. And f- I was like on an Ascension kick back mm. in the beginning of the hobby. You might remember. Yeah. And so I had like four, like the first four expansions or something. And you could integrate those all in the base game. Yes. And so it kind of sucked only because in Ascension, you have that one giant stack. Yeah. And so now the stack is like Bigger four times yeah. as big. And so you're just not seeing anything, everything. Yeah. yeah you're so like that was kind of the, you're like yeah. diluting the original. So, and then sometimes you're adding multiples of the same cards over and over again. Right. So that can be annoying. So I think there are, there's, this game is so popular that there's, I'm assuming expert ways that people set decks and this is the best way. So if you're just like thinking about Ascension, just like get one. Yeah. You know, and this is. Right. Cause they're all standalone. They're all, yeah, they can all be played standalone. You can buy little tiny mini packs that can be inserted in different things and mm-hmm. gross um, and other kind of stuff like that. <laughs> um, so. I think that this doesn't overcomplicate regular ascension. So those three new things doesn't make it it doesn't too much. Like it. It's not like, oh boy, like I just wanted to play the simple ascension game yeah. and now here's all this other garbage. Does it still feel like ascension? It though? feels completely like ascension. You can yeah. still kill a pirate cultist. Just, you like, can adds still a couple little things. It just adds a couple things Get that really create just, like I kind of said earlier, have these like satisfying turns. Like they might be a little longer, but I can like buy two, three, four cards on my turn. Right, because Ascension also has that thing that if you buy a card, it immediately refills, and then you have an opportunity to then yep, buy that, that card. Mm-hmm. So if I buy one on the spot on my ship, I have three crew points. I buy this one on my spot, and it flips over, and now it's two. I can, I can buy that one too. Buy it, and and you have these kind of turns that are are sort of a, a little more exciting than yeah, just I like that fight and then I'm done, or yeah, buy and then yeah. I'm done, right? Or marry or buff there's, and kill. Yeah, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like you can get three or four cards on your turn, not easily, but it happens, which is. It feels good. Yeah, that sounds um, awesome. Yeah, because yeah, especially because like when you're fighting those monsters, they don't clog up your deck. And essentially, if you ever play it, they, you just get the points and they discard. Mm-hmm. So there's not a ton of deck clogging. Um, the cards in in this new one are different. So this pirate one is not going to go into regular Ascension. It can go into that Skulls and Sail. There's a Skulls and Sails um, version, which this is a step up from this because it adds the Cursed Treasure and it just it's so easy to add in and it's just a, a, a good a good mechanism to add. I think it works great with two. Um, I think deck builders maybe are, are usually fine with two, but I think this yeah. one goes. I like this well one a two. lot with two. There's even a little, there's like a, it's like 10 bucks and it's like a two player only. Oh yeah. Is it eternals? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it might be. Or it's just, it's basically yeah, just Ascension. You know, it's like, maybe, maybe it's Ascension maybe something, but something. yeah, it's only, it's, yeah. It, you say it's specifically for two players. That's the most of the, my plays with Ascension, which are a lot. Have been two players. Yeah. It's great. It works great, and your your downtime is almost nothing. You're just almost like, nothing because if you're playing with four, yeah, you're waiting between turns. Turns are fast, but it's nice to just kind of go back and forth. God, I want to really play Ascension quick. now, dude. I know. Damn it. We so it. no, we don't have it. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I my copy. We still have it. Yeah, but where? It's upstairs. <gasps> oh my god. We can play I it. We have it upstairs. Wait, let's wait. I keep it in that that little like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's a fucking thing yeah. every episode. Okay. That's my favorite thing on um, earth. Do you have just the regular just Curse of the Godslayer? Very Slayer? regular. Yeah. yeah. Chronicles very of the Godslayer. I have an irregular copy of it. I mean, it's, I mean yeah. I've had it forever, and I store oh, it in years, that. Almost. It's like in this little... Um, like a card it's box? It's like a little box, box with like a... Yeah, it's like a little chest. It's like a little... Where you might keep a swing up And that's where I like store it. I think I even... Because like it doesn't need anything else. It just needs the yeah. the gems yeah. and the cards. Yeah, we gotta we gotta play it. Let's play okay. it today. Sweet. It's cool. Yes, so thanks, Jeff. There's <laughs> I would say if you've never played Ascension, just like play one. I feel like at this point it's become one of those like classics in that genre. You have Dominion. 
And then I felt like when I played Dominion, I was like, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of fighting things in Ascension and fighting those monsters. And the yes. monsters kind of yeah. give you stuff. I like that a little more. If you do like regular, they also have that 10-year anniversary that was kickstarted. That's just coming right. out. Um, and that's Chronicles of the Godslayer, right? That's Chronicles of the Godslayer. They have remastered some of the cards. They put some cool new art on the cards. Not changing it entirely, but kind of, you know, spicing it up. It was very so contentious little, artwork. I yeah. loved it personally, but a lot of people hated it more than yeah. anything they've ever hated. So, so I don't, yeah, they yeah, I don't have like a strong opinion either way, but I do know that some of the artwork is new. It comes with the 10th anniversary game board, which is pretty cool. So if you're someone who likes things organized, because really you could just play it and throw it on. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need anything. Um, but I, I like, like that it has a I game like board. Too. So these are two new ascensions to their line, the 10th anniversary and uh, Curse of the Golden Isle. Curse of the Golden Isle. That's awesome. Yeah. So you liked it? I liked it. I, I I think I'll just there's no reason for me to not play this over some of the other ones, right? Because it's it has everything that I like of it. And then it just adds that little thing in that kind of gives you more points. opportunities. It gives, yeah, it gives me some cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. So way back in like episode 10, which was era one of the show, we talked about cosmic encounter. I'm talking about it again right now, so prepare for redundancies. We've run out of games to talk about, and are now just recycling old games. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, it's been a few years since this game, uh, since we played it, which which used to be my favorite game of all time. And it's Before been a few Star years Wars since it's at the table. What's that? Before Star Wars Destiny. Before Star Wars Destiny was ever, was a, was a twinkle in the eye of... George uh, Lucas. George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> now, who the heck was the guy that Corey Konitska was partly, he oh. partly designed Star Wars Destiny? But there was Lucas Letzinger, I think. Hey, who cares? Who cares? Don't get me started, Natalie. Sorry. It's been a few years since since this game, which, again, <laughs> used to be my favorite, has been seen at the table. Well, we hosted Mick Dave Mick, his wife Party, and Mr. Wookie <laughs> for a game <laughs> night, and none of them had played Cosmic Encounter, and I figured this would be the perfect opportunity to get it played. And man, do I love explaining this game. And going through all the rules and seeing all their little faces light up with excitement. Like, and what? then I hit them with the aliens and they go from excited to like dry humping everything in the basement and the feeding frenzy of game horniness. It's an amazing sight to behold and I love doing it. So in Cosmic Encounter, I'm going to do it all to you guys right now. Okay. In Cosmic <laughs> Encounter, you're playing as an alien race looking to reach out and establish colonies onto five other foreign worlds. Each turn, you have an encounter with another player or sometimes yourself. And you kindly but super aggressively send some of your forces to their home worlds looking to obliterate them and establish a nice comfy home base onto one of their planets. The cool thing is you don't have a choice. You draw a card and it's like, okay, have an encounter with the green player. So I'm coming for you, Mr. Wookie. And so I send some ships to his planet and he defends with ships that are already there. And we get to ask for help from our fellow players. They can send some of their ships to either help the offense or the defense. And if the offense wins and they helped, we all get to establish a colony on their planet for and ultimate humiliation. Yeah, and I helped. If we all if if we lose, we all die, and the people that help the defense get some sweet rewards. After alliances are formed, are formed, each main player, not the allies, chooses an encounter card, which usually just has a number on it, and then we reveal it. We then add those numbers to the number of ships on our side, and a simple math equation happens, and whoever has the higher number of ships plus the number on their card wins the encounter. Ties go to the defense. Now, that may all sound pretty fun and exciting, but are you ready to start dry humping everything in your house? Can't wait. (laughs) 
Each player has an incredibly game-breaking alien power at their disposal to completely throw the game from a deterministic math equation into the most chaotic maelstrom of utter nonsense and ridiculousness. Is it balanced? No. Is it fair? Not usually. Is it fun? <laughs> oh my god, it's so much fun. Yes. Maybe your alien power makes each of your ships worth four ships. Maybe your alien power lets you just take cards from the deck as long as no one sees you. Maybe your alien power lets you steal actual planets from your opponent, taking their ships, and now they're just yours. <laughs> so there are all sorts of different aliens. I have like 150 of them, I think, and you never know how they're all going to work together. Also in the game are these negotiate cards, which Jeff and Dave use to win the game every time they play. Yeah, yeah. You can just say to your opponent, hey, how about we just make a deal and I put one of my ships on your planet and you put one of your ships on mine and we both get a colony. Oh, and that's the fifth for both of us and now the game ends we both win. Go team. <laughs> it's absolute insanity from start to finish and that's why this game is awesome. So, things I like. I almost love every single thing about this game, but number one is the feeling that it gives me all game of just like anything can happen and you just kind of are going along for the ride. You have to go into this game expecting it to be all sorts of crazy and hilarious, kind of like a game like Galaxy Trucker, because just as often as you'll get screwed over by it, you'll be the one doing the screwing over, and nobody, no, who doesn't like to be screwing your friends in front of your other friends making them watch? Nobody. Everyone likes that. <laughs> Things I don't like. Okay, this game actually has a lot to not like. <laughs> I've heard it described. What as, other people don't like. Yeah, <laughs> other people don't like. I've heard it described as Munchkin in space, and that really hit me in the ball sack of my soul because it not <laughs> wow. isn't. It's not entirely wrong. There can be a ton of bash the leader in this game, making it go on and on and on for far too long. Do not play this game with more than at most six people because of that exact reason. Also, the game can just completely end before someone gets a turn. <laughs> that has happened multiple times in games we've played of this. Yep. Now, the good news is most everyone is involved on everyone else's turn because of the alliances, but when the game ends and you never got a chance to actually be the offensive <laughs> player, that kind of sucks, right? <laughs> also, if you get completely screwed by alien powers or draw of the card, it can be a very long and frustrating experience for you as the game is not 30 minutes. It's like anywhere between 90 minutes and 300. Depending on how your play goes, how the aliens interact, and how spiteful the players are. Overall, this game is a beautiful disaster, and I love it so much, and I'm very, very happy we got it played. I really want to play this again at NerdFest this year, and I hope it happens. What did you think, Natalie? Bring us down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is I played this way back in the day at least a couple times, I think, and I remember liking it. Um, but this play that bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh boy. But this play was more <laughs> like what you said could possibly happen to somebody, and it happened to me. That would be frustrating, and yep. so it's hard to it's hard for me to make judgments on this game um, because, like you said, you just got to go into it with an open mind that it's just going to be not really necessarily fair. Things are just going to happen out of nowhere. You know, like things might go like amazing one game and it might not go your way at all one game and so this game didn't go my way at all um yeah, yeah it was so that was kind uh -oh. of like a bummer but like i mean it was still like cool like this i was it was um, honestly what i really felt it wasn't like i don't like this game it was more like i am jealous that all of you are doing this sweet stuff and i'm like <laughs> sitting here like wishing i was part of it yeah, yeah wishing that i could do something wishing like I that could go like, to bed and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> I, like, she did end the game for all of us <laughs> Not really. Yeah, you king made you king made party. But, um, but sometimes you just gotta end it. Yeah, well, well, I was like, yeah, it wasn't going great for me. Well, what party. happened? Like, I drew <laughs> my for like my hand of cards. They weren't great cards, and I was the only person who never picked up another card in the entire game. 
So I only had those to pick from. I didn't have any negotiate cards. I didn't have great cards. And and then also like I struggled with like the alliance part, like who I should align with. And I feel like I picked the wrong every time, every single (laughs) time. So I got like no extra benefits ever. And I mean, even having said that, I wasn't like way behind or anything with my colonies. Like I was like I was like, yeah, I got in the mix. Yeah, I lost. But um. But it was more just like, I, like there people are like throwing these sweet cards, like, oh yeah, you think you're gonna get that? Well, here's this, or you know, take this, or <laughs> do you like, want? I want to do that. I know yeah. it was more like jealousy, you know, like like, oh man, I can't do any of that fun stuff. I'm just so. Here. Would you play it again? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'd play that it again. Do you want to update pause. your top five from last week? <laughs> well, it's hard. Glad I never have to play Cosmic Counter ever again. See, that's what I mean. It's hard. For yeah, because it like, might not be that way. Right, so. it might not be that way, and it might be awesome, but it also might be that way, and then not that fun. So it's like it's. It's a, one you of just those. so cannot take this game seriously at all. If you yeah. go in thinking like you're going to have strategy and planning, it's right. going to be miserable. Right. Yeah. You said you never drew a card. I had an alien power once. This is the funniest thing ever. I drew, drew a card every time someone drew a card. Yeah. Not drew cards. Yeah. But if you had a turn where you drew six cards, so did I. Yep. And we then had to alternate because you had to draw one and I had to draw one. And then you had to draw one yep, and I had to draw yeah. one. Yeah. I had I had hundreds. I had a hundred cards. Enormous st- so he funny. had almost the entire deck. So I could just do whatever I wanted it was every so turn. Funny. It was insanity. Fun, it was cool, ho- it was hilarious. Yeah, what do you think of this game, Jeff? It's it's insane. <laughs> yeah. I, I think exactly what you think. I think exactly what the people who love it think and the people who hate it. <laughs> it's like I yeah, get it's hard it, to say. But I just don't, I know that I can't take this game seriously. Right. And I think yeah. that was the first time when I played Galaxy Trucker was the same way where I was like, okay, here's my plan, strategy, boom. Oh, yep. okay, well, my now ship I, just blew up. Well, what this is fuck? really annoying. Yeah. And now I changed how I go into that game going, all right, just just have fun. It's going to be silly. Laugh. Yeah. Flip tiles. This is not a game where you're going to be like, I won yeah. the last yeah. cosmic encounter. It's right. not that kind of a game. Like we're like, for like like a really like heavy strategy game, you might, there's a chance you could be like, I feel good about myself. I won the last the last cop to play of that. You're not going to say that about right. Galaxy Trucker yeah. or Cosmic Encounter because it's just chaos. Right, something right. stupid happened and you won. Yeah. And it's it like the matter. experience was, of playing yeah, is what you should be. There was only be. one cool move that I made and it was, everyone was mad at me for it except Patty because it made her win. Party. But like, I played Patty a party. card where like <laughs> everybody was like aligning and like if Patty won that turn she was gonna win the game yeah you king made and i like played this card where i was like (laughs) no one's allowed to have alliances so if she had to go head to head with dave and then she like won that they were all like what the hell natalie i was like thank god and Patty's like, thanks. So, you know? Yeah, well, that's what sometimes you just the game you can needs do to that. Be over. Well, and so that's what that's what happened. So we weren't even playing an hour. I know oh. it was pretty short. It was not like that. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like my turn, uh, Kevin's turn, Natalie's turn, Patty's turn, end. I, I think had, we all got like one turn. Maybe. Yeah, I had yeah. a play where Dave and I just negotiated because it was going on for five hours. We played it for three, four hours. Yeah. That is like, all right, we need to take a point. That's when gone. the game sucks. And if so, if you're playing with people, like now our group knows kind of like, okay, we're just not going to let it go on all night. Yeah. There's ways to shorten. But it. if you play with more than six people, it's going to be miserable. Yes. You want to go six or less. I think five is kind of the sweet spot. What five does it and play six. Up to? You can with like the, with 30? all expansions, you can play up to eight people. <laughs> oh wow. With it's expansions. Like a party game. At that yeah, point. and you and we've done it, is, and it's just uh, it's just no, no, just never yeah. will that happen. Because yeah, you're definitely going to be in the situation where people aren't getting turns. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> the cards aren't cycling, and it's just not fun. Yeah. So that's Cosmic Encounter. <laughs> Love it. Natalie hates it. Jeff thinks it's okay. Which is awesome. The Good game. Yeah. What else got Jeff? <laughs> I have a game called Small Islands. Oh, I'm really excited to hear about this. I loved the pictures you posted on Instagram, which Thanks. immediately caused me to go to BoardGameGeek to look more about it. Yeah. And I found that it came out in 2018. Tell us about that. Weird. So, from my small amount of research, so Mushroom Games had 
you said 2018? I think that's this came out in 2018 or 2019, and it it has been out. Mm -hmm. It never really hit the States until recently when Lucky Duck grabbed it and was U.S. distributor of it. So it now has Mushroom Games and Lucky Duck on on the cover of it. And I'm not sure if there's more to it or why or whatever, um, but I'm glad that it really got the light of day here. It's getting, it's like brand new. You can start to find it. It's in their, you know, quarter four collection, right? I, I think that's how they kind of break down all these things. So okay. um came out a little while ago, Mushroom Games. Now Lucky Duck has it. Now we're talking about it because they sent it to me and now Please. it's going to be hearing the light of day because of our yeah. podcast. So dozens of people will now. Dozens of us. Tiling Ooh, yeah. goodness. Here's some facts about islands. Ooh, archipelago. The world's largest island. Do you know what facts. it is? Uh, Australia. Greenland. Yeah, that oh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you many people live in Greenland? I do because I Google. Not many because there's only like one or two cities that are habitable because the whole thing is just a, a glacier. It's like all ice. 500,000. Ryan? I have no idea. Do I have a minute Total to Google? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, 600,000. Ooh. 500,001. 56,000 people. Whoa! Oh, yeah, okay. I, I knew there was very, yeah. very little. Because there's like one or two cities, maybe. Because the whole thing is ice. Yeah, but one city could have 500,000 people in Doesn't, it. though. It only has 50. Yeah, 56. <laughs> one is 50, the other one is six. <laughs> Java, Indonesia is an island. It is the most populated island in the world. You know how many Java, people are in there? 500,000. Indonesia. 600,000. 500,001. No, 150 million people. Yeah, I'm like, it's Whoa. millions. 150 yeah. million people live in Java, Indonesia, which is the most popular island. Java is a game. And... Madagascar is a cool island. That's cool. It's got lots of animals on it. Yeah, it is estimated. I looked this up too. Eighty percent of animal and plant life cannot be found anywhere else on the earth. Whoa! Oh, that's I thought crazy. that isn't that cool. That is awesome. I thought for some reason I thought that was the Galapagos. Maybe it's that. I wonder too. if that's diff- I wonder if that's similar to that. But you're right. I've heard that. I've heard that stat. Well, it's it just like a little offshoot of Africa. If it's an island, right? then they're not like spreading around unless yeah. people like take them off the island. I'm assuming minus like zoos or weird crap science mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah naturally found right. yeah Carol Baskin's got some <laughs> freaking Carol Baskin <laughs> fucking Carol Baskin I haven't watched any of that new oh my god we have it's kind of boring what was that oh okay don't oh, watch it we though. watched the first episode and we were uh, we were like I can't watch yeah it. I was like this, this is, is not terrible. the same I thought it would be like a continuation of this like but or, oh. or more fun we're just but like, it's just like where an update are they now? Yeah. well yeah. admittedly we only watched one episode that's true that's so it might get better so small islands, tile placement game. I'm a sucker for tile placement games. Yeah. I just feel like I want them all and I l- like them all. Did you say that's your favorite them. mechanism? Gosh, maybe. Ooh. I always think like, oh, worker yeah, placement worker is placement where I always go yours. to yeah. is like my my bread and butter. But tile <laughs> placement games I always feel like are just fun for me. Yeah. But anyway, one okay. to four comes with a solo. So if you're a solo person, um, you'll play against like a little AI, which actually worked fairly well. Oh, I you played, tried it I, I played a couple rounds of it. Cool. Um, after I watched... Um, it might have been Rado play kind of the the solo, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then I brought it to game day. I had a prep before board game club, and then I was like, let me just play a couple rounds. And it worked It worked kind of well, which I thought was was pretty neat because making an AI place tiles is tough, and I thought yep. the, the game did it in a pretty cool way. So um, players are daring explorers discovering new lands or you know, just laying tiles to create different islands, right? What, however you want to think of this goofy thing. <laughs> um, you're creating an archipelago. Yep, a grouping so of islands. That is a grouping of small islands, which is the name of the game. And hmm. you're playing to one board, so everyone's playing to one central archipelago. So sure. you're adding to the same, to the same. Right, like a carcassonne. Um, yeah, you're drafting and placing these tiles. So on your turn, you can do one of two things. You either take a tile from this like three face up market spots, add it to your hand. So you start with two face down. You take one, you add it to your hand, and then you place one of those into the 
archipelago. It's got to match, obviously. You got to put land to land, sea to sea, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. On the land and on the tiles are um, symbols. Yeah. There's a few different symbols, four or five different symbols. There's like a leaf, there's a fruit, there's a little house, there's something else that's red. You know, so there's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a ship. Yeah, there's some different symbols, right? And there's anchors, there's that kind of stuff, okay? Yep. Um, the other thing you can do, so instead of placing a tile into the main board, you can place your ship tile into the archipelago. Mm. As soon as anyone places a ship tile into the, the archipelago, into the board, it stops and you do a scoring round. There is a timer. You can't mm. just do that whenever you want. So you have to have at least a certain amount of tiles actually be played onto the board before anyone plays a ship. So it's not like okay. if I place the thing and then Ryan goes, well, I'm placing my ship and the round's over. That's, yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So you have to at least, I think it ends up being at least six tiles have to be played but you can choose to just keep going and going and keep placing tiles and placing tiles. But as soon as someone feels like, you know what, I think I'm going to have more points than everybody or my scoring is good, I'm going to place my ship tile, put it out there, and then the round is going to end and you're going to score. So before the entire game starts, you pick some scoring cards. So you pick three scoring cards. You keep one of them to score that round, one of them to score later, and one of them you discard. So everybody then flips Ooh, over the one card. Okay. Yeah, one card that you picked to score that round. And then you everybody scores that card for any number of islands that have been created on the board. An island doesn't have to be finished. It just has to be two or more tiles. So for example, the island, it might say like score an island that has more fruit than leaves and you get points for every fruit and houses or mm. something like that, right? So it gives you a condition that says you can score an island if... This, these conditions are met, and this is how you score that island. Okay. Right? Yeah. There are some cool tokens that every time you put a tile out, you can actually add a token, which changes one of the, the icons on the island, so you can kind of switch that around. Um, I had a pretty cool scoring tile that was like, have equal number of icons on an island, and then you get points for how big it was, which is kind of cool. So you wanted to make it as big as possible, but even out the number of, of things that were on there. Um, most of those scoring are just like with icons that are on the island. That's kind of, some of them are like how many anchors are surrounding it, but it's basically with all the iconography on the board, that's how it's going to score. That's how you meet those requirements. Uh, you can play a maximum of four rounds because if you're playing with four people, that means everybody's ship is put out and the game is over. Mm. Mm. If you play with two people, there are two dummy ships that anybody can just put out and they just, how is it? They just put out. It's fine. Okay. It's good. It, it, Makes it go on for four rounds. If you run out of tiles before four rounds and you're just like overly playing the game sort of and overly adding tiles, it'll end in different ways where if a stack runs out or something. Oh, okay. But it pretty much ends after four rounds where all those boats are put out, whether it's yours or the dummy players. Um, and the dummy players, literally just you get to choose when the round ends. So mm -hmm. it doesn't like whatever. So you get points for each round. Um, you get the points for the cards. You get rounds for basically cloistering your boat. So all the <laughs> cool. anchors okay. that are around your, Give your you ship. A point each. Yeah, so yeah. each anchor that's around your ship gets point in the eight tiles that are surrounding it. Um, overall, I think it's good. It's like a family, lightweight, easygoing game. I was pleasantly surprised. I kind of was like, all right, again, I go into these tile lane games. I'm like, another tile lane game? Right. What um, am I going to yeah. think? What's and then it gonna I play be? Land versus Sea, and I'm like, damn, that was that good. That was fun. And then yeah. I play Small Islands. I'm like, ooh, this I like this too. too. Yeah. <laughs> and I would suggest. Kind of hard a, to mess them up, maybe. Yeah, and and if you, I guess if you hate them, you're just gonna hate them. Mm. Right. If you don't like fitting tiles together or creating something, you're not gonna like it. Those wackadoodles are out there. Yeah, they're yeah. out there. Well, there's also different kinds. Of time sometimes you're like timed, so maybe people don't like the they like tiling, but they don't like yes. being timed or something. Like Sorcerer City, where you're like yeah. panicking and you're like right. peeing your pants, like trying to <laughs> yeah, figure out how yeah. to do this. Yeah. I did like that. Everybody is influencing these different islands, and everybody wants to score the islands, but. 
you want to make the island fit your category. So if, if, if my stipulations aren't met, I can't even score that island. So Ryan and Natalie might be playing on two different islands that I might want to score also. But if they yeah. mess up my one island that I was trying to score, like Devin had this very cool turn where she basically, I had already scored an island. So you can only score an island once per game. Okay. So if you score in the first round, you can't score it in the second round. Right. Done. You put a little house on it, you're done. Mm-hmm. So I had been making this like second island for my next round because I knew what my next round scoring was, right? So I was kind of like, here's my first round stuff. Here's my second round stuff. And Devin in the middle of the second round combined two of the islands. The so one then the one that on? I was working on and the one that I already oh, scored no. and combined into one. So you island. now can't score. So now I couldn't oh, score. That other no. one. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, my whole game's ruined. I just start making islands somewhere else. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like butthurt. It wasn't, okay. it was just a great, like, that was like, the wow. move she needed to make. Part. It was yeah. great. Did she and do it on purpose? Because she hadn't scored that big island yet. So now okay. the island has now, is now twice the size that it was before. And now she can score it for a huge amount of points. Because you can both score it. Yes. An island. You can just only exactly. both do it once. Yeah. So yeah. she waited later to score it because now it's this yeah. massive island. So it wasn't like she did it to screw me over. She did it because it was the best play for her to right. do. So I, I'm, I'm co- okay with that. There's also, I might even recommend if you, if you just want to jump into this game like full force, there's this advanced scoring card, which is kind of cool. So it essentially like cuts the scoring card in, in half. So there's a whole deck, two decks of cards where you're drawing them separately and you are creating essentially your own scoring cards instead of picking the pre-made ones. Does that make sense? Yes. So you take the one that says, this is what the island stipulation has to be, and this is how I'm going to score that okay. one, wow, which I think cool. is super cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and it's just an easy way to kind of up the randomness. Yeah. yeah. So if I take two cards and it seems like, oh, this board sucks, like right. I, I'm not going to be able to do anything. To have that kind of flexibility to make your own scoring cards, I think is a really cool. Right. That definitely makes it yeah. randomized if you're not going to even score the same way every game that you play. Right. I like that players determine the round length. I think that's kind of cool. It could be a downside. Some people might not get equal turns every round, but that's, I think that's again going to happen. It's not like something that's going to probably destroy you every single round. Um, but it's like, it could end after the six turns and then someone on the seventh turn is like, I just got to play my boat. It's the best for me to do it right now. Mm-hmm. So, and if you play with four people, if Ryan puts out his boat, he can't take that action because he doesn't have a boat, right? right? So he then has to keep playing tiles. Like not right. like it's not like one person can end the round every single oh, time. Sure. So you're gonna have an opportunity to play your boat. It's just when is the most opportune time to do it. I think it's a good family weight game. I think it's e- would be easy to like whip out randomly to end a game night. It nice. took thirty minutes, if that, for Devin and I to play it. I explained it like quick, and I was like, is that? Like, right, I think, I, I think that's I everything. Think I got yeah, it. it doesn't seem like there's a ton here. Yeah, sometimes I explain something like, oh, it's only been like five minutes. Is that right? Is that it? <laughs> right. But, I must have missed. Oh, yeah. Here's yeah, how you yeah. win. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. I know it doesn't get like, it doesn't get like massive, massive love on Board Game Geek, but that's also maybe because, not to be like arrogant, but it hasn't been out in the United States. Yeah. So it's not going to get as much as much buzz. But yeah, potentially. I think Lucky Duck did a good job of Plus bringing on it over. Board Game Geek, it just seems lighter games don't get the love. Yeah. The same amount of love. Yeah. That you know the, yeah. that that the heavier yeah, yeah go in it's a family weight game you could play it with I think you could play it with kids I think you'd be able to play it with um with Cameron and Lexi and mm-hmm. you know the, again they're not maybe not with the the combined scoring cards but they would easily understand the concept of the game how to play where to put tiles yeah what would score so oh, it's cool. pretty good small islands small, small islands. islands that's awesome yeah well Jeff uh, oftentimes will bring over a game that we would play before the show. Each episode. And it's awesome because it kind of like lets us wake up a little bit and primes us for a game yeah, and then gives us more content for you. Yeah. So he brought over last episode uh, kind of like a handful of games was kind of like, let's let's play one of these. And so we picked one. And uh, one of them that we didn't get to play 
I was kind of disappointed about because I really wanted to, and it's this new Stonemeyer game, roll and write game called Rolling Realms. Yeah. Well, he brought it back this time, and we got it to the table. And you may have heard about this game because it's all over the place right now on Instagram. Everyone's got Rolling Realms. Everyone is is talking about Rolling Realms. The thing I haven't seemed to see, and again, maybe it's just me not, maybe I just haven't seen uh, as much as there is, but I haven't seen a ton of people's thoughts on the game. I've seen a lot of people talk about having it, yeah. but I haven't seen you know like, what, what people think? think about it. So we're going to tell you that. Today, tell you the three of us are going to give you our fizzles on this gizzle. So we played <laughs> Rolling Realms. Uh, is this designed by Jamie? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Designed by Jamie Steg- Stegmeyer. And I think um, designed during COVID, which I also think was cool. Really? I think during COVID, he designed it. And then he had this massive play where he had, he had like, you could come like play it with him. He had big groups because basically he, he could have a hundred people. Sure. Just him roll the die. Right. And then you, then you could print out. You so put, it yeah, started as like a print and so you could print it out and you played it, and I think it started to catch on. So then that's a cool that's thing about a lot of roll and write games is they can kind of potentially play as many people as you have sheets for. Yep. Um, because a lot of these you're just kind of doing yourself and then comparing your score to everyone else's. This game is no different. In this game, uh, a, a roll and write game. You know what? A lot of roll and write games have dice in them, right? This game's like we're not just going to have dice. Oh, you know those dice from Seasons? Those giant chunky dice are the biggest. Like, we're going to even go a little bit bigger than those. Yeah. There's two dice in this game, and they are. Potentially the biggest, chunkiest dice you've ever played with in a game, and it's very satisfying to roll I don't even things. think a baby could pick them up. They're so <laughs> yeah, they're awesome and chunky, and you never roll the numbers you need. So they're just like normal dice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in this game, what you're doing <laughs> is you're playing over the course of three different um, – or no, I'm sorry, nine – well, that's three rounds. Yep. Three different rounds. Each round, you get to write on three different cards. There are 11 cards total in the game, and each game you'll play with nine of them, and you they come out randomly. Now, the cool thing about these cards that you're playing on is there's a couple different things. Number one, each card is different and has different rules with how you apply the dice that you roll, because on each turn, what you do is you roll the dice, and then every player applies, there's two dice, every player applies the pips that are on those dice to two of their three um, cards they have in front of them. And again, the rules on each card for how you place dice, how you score points, uh, which are stars, like every Stonemeyer game, right? Uh, the the way that those rules are is, is different. And that is one awesome thing, maybe my favorite thing about this game, I'm getting ahead of myself. The second <laughs> cool thing about these cards is each card is named after a game in the Stonemeyer collection. So all 11 cards are all 11 games that have been released mm-hmm. Actually, you know what the one is there? Is Euphoria in there? Yeah, yeah it is. Okay, is. so mm-hmm. all the games that are released by Stonemaier are represented in this game, which is a awesome thing to think about because potentially, as more Stonemaier games get released, that's like inherent expansion yeah. stuff that's going to be available How for easy. Rolling Realms. How cool oh. is that? And all of them are kind of like themed, like the actual game uh, that they're named after, which is just a really cool touch, I think. And so in this game, what you do, like I said, at the beginning of the round, uh, you get three random cards. Every player gets the same card. So like, let's say there's a, everybody has a different color. So I'm the black player. Now there's the red player. Jeff's the yellow player. Uh, we all have the same cards in our deck. You know, we'll shuffle them up. I'll deal three and say, okay, these are the three cards we're going to play with. Every other player finds those same three cards. And now we start. 
We roll the dice. Two pips come out. You take those two pips, and like I said, say it's a five and a two. You are applying the two to one of those three cards in front of you and the five to another one of those three cards in front of you. And these cards, and they do different things. Like uh, like one of them is, for instance, it's like a pyramid, okay? And so you have to play higher numbers on the top, and they can only have lower numbers underneath, directly underneath them. And if you manage to, you know, get that completed, you're going to get stars. Each card has a maximum of six stars you can get. So a maximum score on your turn is 18. Well, actually, you can go higher than that. But uh, 18 points, plus you get points for these little... um, you know, like every other, like every roll and write, every blank and write game, you get like resources. Okay, in this yeah. game, it's coins or hearts or um, pumpkins. pumpkins, and you can either spend those pumpkins, hearts, and coins to do various things for you, like get new dice, use dice different ways, or Adjust change the numbers game. on dice, or you can keep them because each one of them is worth point one points at the end of the game. So if you have ten of them not used, that is one point. Okay, so. Um, you can potentially score a huge number of points on your turn if you have, you know, all six stars figured out on each on each card, plus a bunch of unused resources. I don't know if that if that's really likely to happen, yeah. but it's yeah. potential. But yeah. Yeah. The potential can happen if you get the right combination of stuff and the exact right numbers you need. Um, so you play three rounds of that. Okay, so three cards come out, and then you you play basically nine rolls to fill those cards out. Then you total up your points that you just got in that first round, write it on your little score sheet, then wipe everything, do it again, deal three more cards, play round two, do the same thing. And then round three, after round three, you total up all your points from round one, round two, round three, and whoever has the most points is the winner. Things I liked about this game, I kind of already gave a little bit of away. I love so much the different rules on the different cards. There's 11 different cards with 11 different rules. It's like you're playing Mario Party. There's like these little (laughs) mini games that you get to play each time. Now, some of them, admittedly, I would say are much easier and simpler to understand than some other ones. There's a couple that are kind of like, maybe your first game or two, you might kind of be like, okay, what what do I do? What can I do there? You read the instruction for it. You're like, what is Yeah, luckily for us, we were taught by Jeff, who knew every single thing down pat, so it was easy for us. But I could definitely tell as he was explaining, okay, if I was learning this from the rule book or something, I I guess I could see how this could confuse me Or even when they came back out, I would like had to refresh, like, what is this? Oh, But again, that goes away. That's maybe a one-game learning curve. If you play, this is a game that I I feel like you could play over and over again. It's very simple. And plus, you kind of might want to. To A, see those two cards that you didn't put in the Mm -hmm. first game, and B, the different combinations that you're going to get of these cards just seem like a fun, juicy puzzle to figure out each time. Like, oh, man, it would be, if I had this other card when I had this card, oh, this would work perfectly together. And it has that typical roll and write cascading feel, which I love in games, like we talked about in Hadrian's Wall, where you circle that, oh, and then that gives you another. That's my third, or my that's my third pumpkin. Now I can cross off all those pumpkin things to use a die on a sheet that I've already used it on. Oh my god! Then that gives me this a coin, which gives me a coin. Now I can spend two coins to get another die, which I can use over on this card. It has that kind of stuff, which is really really fun. And I'm very surprised I haven't heard more like wow about this game because that's kind of how i feel about it i kind of feel like as terms of as far as rolling rights go this is one of the better ones i've played it's got those dryer it's all dry erase so it's got dry erase stuff kind of like the um silver and gold cards where they're kind of like oversized these are even bigger than the silver and gold cards Mm -hmm. and you're dry erasing on them and it's very satisfying the dry erase markers, it I mean, they are like very high quality which you wouldn't expect anything less from stonemire they erase really easy um it was really, really awesome. 
uh, again, this is kind of one maybe like obsession where I, it's hard for me to come up with something that I disliked. I guess, like I said earlier, it some of the rules for some of the cards might be a little tricky at first, which I guess could seem and appear unintuitive. Like Jeff taught it very, very well, so it was easy for me to remember what he had said. But again, if you don't have someone like Jeff to teach this to you and you're just learning it, learning it from the rule book, I could potentially see like, how exactly does this work? Mm-hmm. So I put this, you know what I mean? Right. I put this yeah. here, I cross that off, I get to use Does that, or don't like I get to use that again? Really? Yeah, it's, it's it's well done. Yeah, yeah. The, the rule book is fine. Um, there's a, a not Rado, um, Rodney Smith video that teaches you how to play. Amazing. If there's you, a watch. If it's if a watch it played for. Yeah, okay, play. that's awesome. I would recommend that because um, again, in this is this is a game where I feel like you need to see it to learn it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I felt like I as I was so teaching too. it, I was like drawing examples on my card. I felt yeah, like that was. That's yeah. like going to yeah. help. That I think if you just read the, read a text, it might be a little trickier. But honestly, that's again, that's kind of a nitpick because every game is going to have rules that are just a little, right. you know, you got to think about it. You know, you can't expect every game to just instantly just be, oh, this right. is super simple. Especially as they add more cards, they're going to have to come up with ways to make it a little more interesting and it does the ones that are a little more complex are a little more interesting i I would say Mm -hmm. you know to figure out because a lot of times what you're trying to do is maximize how many dice you can use on cars that's what you're like trying to do that the whole game how can i use as many dice as possible on as many different cards using these resources while still keeping points and some cards just inherently let you to do that you can put two numbers on there and then you still get to use that card over here or another die over here and overall i (laughs) i'm pretty pretty surprised at how much i enjoyed this i expected it to be good not great because of the fact that i've seen so many people on instagram talk about it and i haven't seen many thoughts and so i assumed what that meant was they weren't i'm not that i'm not that excited about it but yeah yeah, we got rolling around it's still more but i'm not that excited about it i'm very excited to see what new game like when a new game comes out from stonemeyer I feel like, like oh, that's going to be a new card in Rolling Rounds. When's that going to cool come out? If they just put it in the box. Like, so the new game like comes out. Game. Here's a Rolling Realms expansion. Oh, it's yeah, it's already like in the card. It. It's already in yeah. there. So then it's like, I'll get Rolling Realms and now. And that's right. also like, well, if you're Jamie, it's like, buy this game and then you can right. get a like, little I expansion. I have this card. Right? Might as well buy the game now. Yeah. That seems like something that he would totally do. I think it's a Good very cool toy. idea. Great job, Jeff. Yeah, yeah Jeff. All right, we're going to cl- go clockwise. <laughs> Natalie, what'd you think? <laughs> Uh, I agree. I really like this game. Um, I I all roll and write games. I I want to like and and like you said, one of my favorite things, or probably my favorite thing about this game, was all of the different types of cards and the different ways to um, use your dice and to try to get points. Um, and the fact that like it wasn't just the same stuff the entire game; it switched up every round. Um, so you're using like nine completely different cards um, to get points. And, and I, I liked that they weren't just super basic, too. You know, it's not like, oh, I rolled a seven. I'll put a seven in this box. 100%. It's more like way more. None of them more, were I like know that. a game more you're referring to. Yes. Like <laughs> super mega lucky box. Yes. Yeah. You're right. That's exactly what I'm referring to. Um, I like rolling rights a lot. And I especially like them when they're more thinky. And I felt like this one was more thinky, but not overly thinky that it's like a heavy game or anything like that. Yeah. But for a roll and write, it was definitely thinky, kind of in the way it reminded me of like Twa. The dice. The dice, dice game. game. You know, where it's like, like you have to think, you have to make decisions. And you're like, okay, if I put this here, that'll give me this, but then I don't get this. But if I do, you know, like, I, just kind of like obsession, you know, like I have to like think through my my turn 
And that's the same with this. Plus, on top of that, you get to write on cards and you get to like roll the dice. And I mean, all of it is just really fun to me. And right after we played it, I was like, Ryan, give me this for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wrote that down too. That Natalie said you can buy you can buy me this for Christmas. <laughs> can you get it? Is it available? I believe so. I think it is. I think there this was there was a first print run, and I think that that's I don't know. Again, maybe it's not miniature market or, or okay. Amazon. Um, it is, but it's not. Is it twenty bucks? Twenty bucks on Amazon. Yeah, which is Boom, a very it. fair price for what you get. Um, so yeah. when when you're thinking about you know Jamie playing this or, or people playing this with hundreds of people online, you get I believe it's I might be wrong. It might be six. Um, you get six sets of cards. Yeah, I thought it said it played up to so, six. So, yeah, so you can go cool. one to six. The solo game is like this version of mini golf. I haven't played it, but it just seems really intriguing and kind huh. of funny. Um, but if you wanted to play with more people, essentially what you'd have to do is go online and just print off the print and play. And I just bought it. Somebody would have to. <laughs> um, Merry Spoiler. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> Spoiler for you. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler, geez. Some people would just have to play on the paper versus other people being able to play. So, if you yeah. did have a group of 10 that wanted to play it, you just have to print the print and play stuff off, which I'm assuming is on Board Game Geek or you can get on Stonemeyer. But I first I want to say that the markers were great. Yes, they were. Because I I don't remember what I bitched about before. Oh, Castle Party had shitty oh. had just terrible markers. This these markers were good. Yeah. Agreed. They were great. Nice they were like bold thick. Yes. Good first markers. world problems. The, I really wish I one thing I love about dry erase markers is when they have the eraser on the back. Yeah. So I kept finding myself like flipping it over to erase. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. I have to grab another thing. Yeah, it came with like a little cloth. It comes with six a little, little pepper. cloth yeah. to like or, wipe like, it off. Spoiled, yeah. But yeah, the um, yeah, I'm spoiled. I flipped mine <laughs> over and like erased. Pla- I was like, the plastic was on. Yeah, like, like, oops. Oh, like oh. Right. yeah. yeah. Um, the the dice are so cool. They're great. If you yeah. hated it and you would just be like, oh, I'm gonna keep the dice. I'm gonna appropriate these dice to another game. Yeah, I liked the incorporation of all the games. Like you both said, I thought that was just very cool that. All the games were incorporated in there, and there was something, like, when I looked at these games, there was something a, that was a, I don't want to call it, like, an Easter egg, but something about the games were in there, yep. yeah. right? Like, um, with with Tapestry, there was this little, which is one of the cards you didn't get. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get the Tapestry yeah, card out in our play, we? but it's like a little polyomino 9 by oh, 9 right. gritty thing that you're doing, which is what you're doing in Tapestry, right? You're putting the yeah. buildings on your own personal grid. There's Viticulture where you're adding up great points to yep. fill up wine, which is exactly what you're doing in Viticulture. So cool. The scoring in between two cities is your lowest card. Like, yeah. that's what between two... So I like that that there was... You felt like... I don't want to say you were playing between two cities, but you, you could feel that game in there. And, and having... I normally like a lot of the Stonemaier games, so that was kind of cool to be there. I love that... I like that we're all playing on the same set of cards all the time. Mm-hmm. At first, I was kind of like, well, yeah, is that ruining something? But yeah. we didn't do the same that thing. That never happened. Like, ever. No. And I think that the different combinations that comes out, so if you get you know, between two castles and then you get between two cities and you get um, Scythe, you get those three, that's a completely different game you're playing than if you got Viticulture between two cities and My Little Scythe. You know, right. that's a totally yeah. different round right. you're right. playing. That's one of my favorite things about it. So all the every play is going to feel really different. Um and I liked how you used those resources. You, like, collected those resources. And even, like, you know, we're talking about, like, 0.1 points. You're like, oh, that's not a big deal. Natalie scored 40. I scored 39.4. And Ryan scored 39. So, like, every resource right. clearly mattered. mattered. Point yeah. one point mattered. Right. It mattered. Um, and it is at a round up or round down thing. You just get point one. Yeah, point one. I but love I'm, that. I'm yeah. excited for, like, the next play to see, like, what – because you can use all of your powers as many times as you want, as long as you have the resources. Mm-hmm. So I, I I kept trying to think of like what crazy 
Like I can duplicate a dice. I can change the number. I can use it on the same one. And then like to do all that, I think that I feel like there's, there's like a still next things. Level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like there's still yeah. things that like I probably could have done this a lot better. Right. Yeah. I could have used the resources. I, yeah. Better. I can already see that our next play. I might be yeah. find find a way to be like, oh, what was I doing? Even at yeah. the beginning, How was like I not the, first, doing this? the first round of this one, we were kind of just like, we didn't really use a ton of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we felt like, were like, okay. But then Agreed. at the end, we were like, oh yeah, we yeah. should totally utilize Right, that. I gotta yeah. get this you done. Get extra dice basically for some of them and do more we're stuff. We're saying get you a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And, and there was also like a little tenseness of, you can only put one dice to one card. Yeah. Because then that was kind of tough too. Because you wanted to add, everything. Because you wanted yeah, to put like, you now can't everything here. just Let's get a hundred dice. Yeah. You right. can't just be like, well, I'm going to use a coin and get a one, and use a coin to get it. You can't do that. Yeah. Because you can't. You just can't play right. them anywhere. Right. That yeah. was very cool. It was, it was really fun. good. I had I had a good time. It's it's staying around the collection, and I'll I'll, I'll whip it out a lot. It's very cool. Ooh. Yeah. We'll have it in one to two days. Okay. Did you, <laughs> that was the first time you played it. Yeah, that was the first time we opened. He popped the shrink today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's very cool. So what else you got, yeah. man? Rolling realms. I don't do I have anything. I thought you had That's something else. Maybe not. If not, then we'll we'll move on. Nah. Yeah, that's it. All right. I'd like to talk to you all for a moment about the Gateway Board Gaming Network, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com and the Gateway Network on Instagram. The sole purpose of the network is to help new or up-and-coming content creators grow by shouting each other out. If you go to the Gateway Network website, you will find other amazing content creators who are trying to grow as well. They are all amazing people who produce fantastic content. It's very exciting, due also in large part to the merch store there. Yes, we've got a merch store, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com forward slash store. There you can find so many amazing items from a large portion of our members. Whatever kind of content you're looking for, the Gateway will have it. If you're a newer board game content creator and you're looking for a way to grow your content, please consider heading over to thegatewaynetwork.com to learn more. If you're looking to support the show, maybe consider flushing your money down the GameCaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will get you access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusive content, or content ahead of time. You will also get swag that nobody else has access to and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast which you sometimes listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you so much for your support, guys. If you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that blank, that Jeff's had his eye on, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Gamecasters to help out. The Gamecasters Twitch account has relaunched and we're live every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday night streaming board game and video game content and having a blast talking to all of you. If you just simply can't get enough Gamecasters in your day, please consider heading on over to twitch.tv forward slash Gamecasters and give us a follow and maybe a sub. I have the best time streaming for everyone and it's just a super fun place to unwind after a long day and watch someone who is trash at games play games. Come hang out and engage with me in a way you never thought you had to before, but I'm sorry you do twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters possibly the best way to interact with all of us though is via our discord server if you go to the gamecasters instagram page you can check out our link tree in our bio to get access to our server it's a great way to engage with all three of us on a daily basis as well as meet a bunch of like-minded awesome people so check out our discord server it's now that time of the show where Jeff just says the name of our Instagram followers with no other substance for 10 minutes in today's Instagram oh. Inboxer. And now it's time for the Instagram Inbox with the Mad Board Gamer. Welcome to the Instagram Inbox. I'll be reading your Instagram names and, <laughs> and, and not nothing saying else. anything else. <laughs> 
emotional Main cyborg. Street meeple. Miss French toast. Yeah. Yeah. Miss French toast. <laughs> Spooky gems. <laughs> emotional. And now cyborg. over to the know that already. Oh. So <laughs> oh. Sorry. So I did something easy. Rapid fire questions. Easy's great. Yeah. Nothing's Ask us anything. Easy. I like this. What do you got for us? Okay. I've got yep. a bunch of responses. Oh yeah. So keep your answers short. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drone on, Ryan. Emotional cyborg. <laughs> Says, what's your dearest wish you don't ever want anyone to know you're wishing for? Oh, you want us to tell the whole world? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to tell your you. Dearest wish you don't ever want to tell anybody. <laughs> tell us all. Yeah, tell us. Okay. Huh. I think I could probably do that. Selena Gomez. Stop. She's it. a national treasure. <laughs> you tell that every day on the episode. She's an international podcast. treasure. <laughs> but he didn't want people to know about. I it. didn't want them to know. It's like dearest a guilty wish. pleasure. Um. That I'm Ryan would make enough money that I don't have to work. Lily, Ryan. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, my dearest wish. You're implying I don't make enough. I don't make enough money for her not no, to work. For me not to work, and we still live this lifestyle. I wish oh my God. that Ryan would make Just enough me. money so I don't have to work. I would pay for all of you to do everything over here if yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I make good money. What the fuck? Hey, that's why I don't tell anybody. <laughs> my, it's my dearest oh, no, wish. No, no. You can't give me a hard time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's yours, Jeff? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Next. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's got to be like money related, but I feel like that's not something that I hide where it's like, of course, you want to win the lottery. Yeah, I thought that Or you want to just be like, yeah, I just don't want to work anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess I shouldn't say Selena Gomez. I'll say Lily Reinhardt. Yeah. That's my God. Yeah. <laughs> and C.P. Selena Wilson Gomez. says, what was your first kiss? Like, ooh, like what, what was it? What was it? It was a human being. When was a human being? Yeah, I guess maybe like when and who. Okay. My first kiss was i think it was oh man oh gosh like was how it, old do you were? i think i was in seventh grade no i was in six yeah i was in seventh grade wow. my best friend at the time his name was francis his you sister oh. <laughs> <laughs> and francis and i just went to town <laughs> we, we didn't know what kissing was about know. Let's so practice before we get to the girls. His sister <laughs> dared us to kiss and so we did for the next six years <laughs> no so his sister was like a little older than him and she, for some reason, thought in her head that I was like the most popular kid in in the middle school. <laughs> I don't know why she thought that, but she did. And so she just wanted me. So we used to go in her room and just make out. And it was when you're first kissing somebody and you don't know what making out is, yours just spit Foolish. everywhere. And that was the fir- your first kiss was like a full on. Oh yeah, we session. were like making out. And Man. it was, and you know, I was just like, oh, you're like oh, into God. it. This is like dripping. It was disgusting. Ew. And I was like. Ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most popular kid in school. She's like, "Wow, how are you so popular?" And I was just like, "I don't know." What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> yeah, that was my first. I think I was in seventh grade. Natalie, what do you got? Um, I think I was in like ninth grade. And first kiss in ninth grade. Yeah, nice. All right. I beat you by two grades. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Really... I think we'd be a slut on the show here. <laughs> Jeff did it in fourth really grade. Like, I like technically had a. Not technically, but like my bo- first boyfriend was in middle school, but like we didn't ever see yeah, each right. other in person. That's we just like talk on the knows. phone, uh-huh. you know? So yeah, in ninth grade, it was this guy that was actually, I didn't go to, he was a little older than me and he was my friend's cousin and he was like in town. And <laughs> when we were like in her basement alone and we kissed. <laughs> on the penis? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Um, How about you, man? So I didn't have like a full makeout. My first kiss was not a full makeout session. Yeah, yeah. that was my first. It was just experience. like it was one of those like kiss you kiss and then run yeah. away. It was in fifth grade. Okay. Fifth grade first kiss. Still elementary school, and eh? then just yeah, because in elementary school you have like those pretend like yep. Same like, with middle school, you like yeah, pretend yeah. you're whatever. We, blah, we're blah, blah. going out, yeah. but you don't ever talk. You don't talk do to anything them. or yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, it was. Um, we went. To, we just went to school together, and it was like kissed. Two people were like, "Can you kiss?" And we're like, "Okay, just kissed," yeah. and then like ran away, and then that was kind of it. I guess there's a chance that Sounds something like that happened, but I don't even remember if that. I don't remember either. First, I think I'm thinking more it. of like my first, like I'm attracted to you, and then we kissed. Mm. I'm thinking first kiss means first kiss. First kiss. First time your well, lips. I, I would say oh. something if I remembered it, but yeah, I know. I kind of. I'm pretty sure my first thing was. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Karshevsky, right on the Ooh, lips. What's up? <laughs> right on the right, mouth. I pulled my phone back up. I forgot this is my segment. Oh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I can think of it. Uh, Wilson about says, kids. top yeah. gaming experience. Like, what's your best favorite gaming experience? Okay, I think I can answer this one. Man, there's a million. So quick. There's a million, but I honestly think that play of the resistance that we had at your mom's house, it was me, Jeff, Dave. Me and Jeff and Dave were just involved in it, where me and Jeff were just arguing and arguing for our side, and Dave had no clue what to do because me and Jeff... <laughs> Yep. We're being very persuasive for <laughs> our sides each. And then Dave had to make a decision and finally he did. And it was just so funny. And I was involved on the winning side of that particular play. And I just remember like that that's just when I I've remembered yeah. that forever. And yeah. I think it was very memorable for all of us. Yeah, it was really funny. What made it also really fun, it was me, Jeff, and Dave doing this together, the three of us. And Joe and his a couple of his friends were there. Mm -hmm. And they were watching it. And we were, it was like, it was so, it was, was like, great. it was peak for, for me, one of, one of the peak gaming moments for me. Yeah. Do you want to hear something really funny yep. about mine? Yep. So mine was with me, oh. or me, Jeff, and Dave. Jeff, Dave, and Ryan, when we played The Mind at Gen Con. Yeah. That, Hell yeah. And Joe was watching, watching us. recording <laughs> we us. We really need this voyeuristic <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, that a was great insane. one. And we all just like. It was so tense, and we all just went nuts, and it was just like well, because we won one of those moments we that won was it. just like yeah. incredible. Those are yep. the, the I thought about those two because those were just those were so great yeah. and so fun. I think one of the things is just like being maybe being at Gen Con for my first time. Like yeah, your first yeah. Gen Con, just like, just like walking awe. into that room the first time was just like that was Holy a fun shit, year. How cool was that? So yeah, there's individual plays that are just so fun, and then just the experience of seeing like the it's hobby. Also, it's also the, the Penny Lane. Penny oh, Lane, Penny so Lane. Yeah. yeah, was, so was pretty. Good. I like that we just have those. We have yeah, those we have yeah, those experiences awesome. that are so fun. Agreed. Bad board game covers has a few. First question was board game or bullshit. Is Ooh, okay, bullshit. <laughs> Natalie, bullshit. I'll go board game. Nice. Okay, be contrarian. Um, <laughs> Phil also asked if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Ooh, if I could live anywhere, Ooh. I'll answer. I'm going to go okay. Australia slash New Zealand. Yeah, I was going to say Australia was the first thing that came to my brain. I also kind of really think I would like Japan. Okay. Really? Yeah. Like, I would love to live in, like, Tokyo or Kyoto or something like that. Well, okay. I've never... I don't know. I wouldn't be able to say those because I've never been there. Well, I haven't either. I know, <laughs> yeah. but, like... I So, I'm going to say either somewhere like You're Seattle like or, yeah. like, <laughs> <Westland>. somewhere... <Yeah. laughs> Like on the East Coast, when we just went on the East Coast, me and Ryan were like, if we like move somewhere, we, I would legit like move over here. It's yeah, I feel cool. like that is practical. Yeah. But like if you're being like impractical, wouldn't you be like Italy or something? Anywhere. You know, you yeah, could live anywhere in the I'd world. I totally live in Italy. Then pick that one. Okay. This isn't real. You don't hack it if I move. Shut Yeah, I'd live in Italy Ryan. for sure. Oh, I'll go um, pick that. Phil asked, do you have any, do you have any ideas <laughs> for the next bomb ass Netflix series? Let's see. Like TV Ooh. series. Do you have any TV series ideas? Wait, like ideas for a new show? Yeah. Or like ideas for him to watch? No, I, I think ideas for a new show. Oh, I see. Okay, I was going to recommend a show for him to no, watch. No, I think okay. like next. So maybe you think about that one. If you have like a TV show idea. Oh, okay. TV show idea. Oh, man. I think Gamecasters. The like TV just show. The three of us. <laughs> the TV the show. show, but the three of us. Or Yeah, or like it's like Seinfeld, but we're the characters. 
I think oh, that, I think people would, would Dibs on not George. I think, <laughs> I'll be George. I'm I'll fine be with Elaine. George. I have the build for George. <laughs> I've always wanted, I always thought it'd be really funny if we did some sort of like sketch, like Gamecaster show or like a Who's Line type Gamecaster show. That Ooh. sounds that would great. Be really funny. Well, this might lead into his next question of would you ever consider doing a live show at a convention? 100% yes. Yeah. I've great. thought about that many times. Oh, I, I never cool. felt like we were big enough to do something like that. Yeah. Yes, 100%. We'd I would get, love like, to do something like that. I think that'd be great. Better half reviews. This could be Allison. What's Probably your favorite is. cheese? Um, I really like, um, is it Havarti? Is that the one that Havarti. we get? Yeah. I, I really Havarti's like Havarti. Like white. Havarti is good. Yeah, it's really good. I like Havarti. Gouda. Yeah, Gouda. Gouda, Gouda Havarti, and then that Merlot cheese. That Merlot so cheese. Pepper Jack is something so that. Pepper Jack good. I put on like every sandwich ever. Oh. Yeah, Pepper Jack is like a really good like standard cheese. My standard yeah. is Colby Jack. Yeah, Colby, Colby Jack. Jack's also very yeah. good. What's your least favorite game from Better Half Reviews? Least, least favorite game? Favorite. Um, Probably Age of Industry. Ooh, that was on your last, that was on the last show. Yeah, I did not like that game. Mm. Man, Unicornus Knights is pretty low. Oh, God, that game sucked. That was fucking miserable. That game sucked. What, what was that game we played at Gen Con where I lost in a turn? Yeah, it was what like was that? Um, Monster in the Woods or some. It was not um, very good. Noises, noises at Night? No, no, that one's the that one's one that Joe has. But it was like weird, right? I just lost in a turn. Roma Arena 2, that might be one of my least favorite <laughs> games. <laughs> the one that you lost in a turn, by the way, I think that was designed by like a high school student. Oh. No offense to high school students, Stupid. but oh. but I mean like it wasn't like a game designer <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the hell was that game called? As a tuber, I don't know. Oh yeah, man, did Natalie hate oh, that boy. game? <laughs> Allison also asked, "Why don't her kids just stay in bed?" <laughs> yeah, what the fuck I don't know. is wrong yeah. with kids? kids? They only have pains that ail them yep. terribly that they need to go to the osteoporosis, you know, osteopath mm-hmm. at nighttime when it's bedtime. Yeah, yeah. my legs, my feet, yeah. my stomach. I'm lock, gonna die. If you lock them in the room, then they'll stay. Sheer boredom. Asked, how often should you dust? Ooh, how much? <laughs> how often should you, and how often we actually do, is a very different number. We clean our house once a week. Is dust a euphemism for? Oh, like actual dusting? Yeah. Okay. What's this? I wasn't sure if it was like a euphemism. How often should you dust? Is the question? Yeah, you should dust a couple times a month. I think when you see the dust, dust. dust. Yeah, I feel like when it's noticeable. But sometimes there's places you just don't dust, like above, like on the yeah. fan blades. You know, you got to do that every once in a while. I yeah, I never, I never do the fan blades. Yeah, do it. Oh, okay. or, or you the know baseboards, what? the vents. We have a vent that's like high up. In yeah, our yeah it's fucking disgusting. It gets gross. I dusted it the other day because I'm like, I just kept looking at it. I'm like, that's gross. Can we think? Can we talk about dust as a euphemism now? Yeah, once an hour. Yeah, like every every twenty thirty minutes, you might be able to reset the dust, but like you're gonna have to dust yourself. Like it might take longer every time afterwards. To Dusting it. yourself, yeah, always takes long. Like if you, or it doesn't take long yeah. at all, but it never feels as good. Yeah, sometimes if you pre-dust, it'll help the future. Like dusting. absolutely, yeah, you know. But you got to see for me if I pre-dust. I cannot not perform the actual dusting. Thing. Yeah, you might not come back. Right. Natalie? I'm not well, answering. What do you have okay. to say? <laughs> Natalie, sheer boredom also asks, what is the perfect temperature for tea? And I'm going to respond with, tea is garbage water. So <gasps> yeah. suck it, yeah. tea. Iced tea with lemonade? You, uh, and Ted Lasso would agree. Yeah. Ted Lasso would agree. Yeah, tea with is garbage yeah, water. I guess I've never um, taken the Natalie temperature tea, of my though. tea, but I just put it in Boiling. the microwave. and Scolding. <laughs> to me, it's like it's like... It's it it has to definitely be like warm, like really warm. It's like just a notch below like too hot to drink. So that temperature called too hot to drink. You want to like it's like it's like it's drinkable without being like scared, but it's like not colder than that. What are some things you think about while sitting on the toilet? Oh, um, Selena Gomez. Yeah, Selena Gomez. Lily Reinhardt. Lily Reinhardt and Selena. Emma Watson on the toilet. For some reason, the second I walk into the bathroom, I'm like, who would I bang? 
I don't know why. I just I, I can't. I've thought about that so many times. Like, why does this only happen when why I walk into the bathroom? Yeah. And why does it also only happen every other second of the day? That's funny. Usually, I think about stuff I want to buy. Like, well, yeah, you're usually like on your phone, yeah, right? Yeah, and like, like, like yeah. yeah. I need some poopery. This is stinking. no, not poopery. <laughs> like right now, it's well. like Poopery's Christmas great. presents for yeah. people. You know, I'm like. Hmm. I have masked many and then you poop and then when you walk out of the bathroom you completely forget yep. everything you thought about or you go buy it right then except yeah. for me <laughs> Selena Gomez is still in my brain I'm not sure how you'd answer this but Roberto also asked a farting question what's the loudest fart you ever farted ooh what so a specific loud fart well like, I've done it once in my life so it was probably that I don't remember one. a specific fart that like woke people up out of bed yeah. I can remember and yeah. I think I told this on the show and I kind of want to say it again right now real quickly is because it's so funny but the fartest fart that I was a the privy to fart? the farty the, the farty fart, uh, the fartiest fart. fart that I ever farted was Chris Bondi uh, our good friend we were in high school we went to high school together and we were giving a presentation in front of the class oh. and everyone's looking at us and all of a sudden he's just like <laughs> <laughs> like almost like he was like expecting it to be a, a silent one and so it just wasn't it and he had committed to it at the beginning of it and so you can't just like yeah you know you just, so you just let it go <laughs> and you look at his face and he's just literally as red as you, anyone could ever be and he just goes Taco Bell <laughs> everyone one thing you can do you never you never can trust a fart Tr- farts are never trustworthy yeah yep. Meeple Mentor who was your first love dun 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 who was your first love yeah that's a little maybe uh, uh, somebody uh, people who don't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, people mentor said, "What's your favorite movie?" Die Hard. Ooh, my it's favorite. a Christmas movie. Tis the season. <laughs> Tis the season. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I've changed my stance on my position on that, and I would say no. I like it is not a Christmas movie. Why it makes total sense. Oh, okay. Do you want to? Is that it? was that a precursor no. to my reasoning? Yeah. yeah. Just leave everybody on the hook. Okay, okay. got it. It's, uh, no, I'd say Die Hard. My favorite movie is The Princess Bride. Ooh, I like The awesome. Princess Bride. I think my favorite movie, if I just go back to like my childhood, would be like Sandlot or The Goonies. Probably great. Like Those are great. Sandlot's awesome. What would you do with $10 million? Spend it. I would retire. <laughs> I would spend yeah, it. 10 million bucks is a number where I could stop working and still make a good amount of money on interest. Yep. Interest, done. yeah. And still live correct. just fine. Yeah, I would Natalie, do correct? nothing. Yep. I would not work again, unlike some I would do whatever idiots. the fuck I want every day. Yep. Um, Emotional Cyborg said, what do good house guests bring? <laughs> Interesting. I wonder why house. she's asking yeah, that. I wonder why. That's a weird question. $10 million, I would say. Yeah, $10 million, that's a good <laughs> yep, answer. $10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a good sense of humor, clean up after yourselves, be thankful. Yeah. I don't think you need to physically bring You do anything. not need to bring anything. I am not oh, one of those people who, no. I, I, I don't, don't like expect- that sentiment or that that uh, expectation that you're going somewhere yeah. so you have to bring something to be polite. Uh-uh. No, I don't care. Bring yourself, bring comfy pants, bring a desire to throw your keys in a bowl, and you know, Ooh, bring yeah. an open mind. It's an orgy joke. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Thanks, Jeff. Janelle also asked, is Ryan still feeding Jack lollipops? <laughs> if we saw him again, yeah, if we saw him again, well, yeah. no, no, if we saw him again, it is, ma- I don't think there's a, Jack a, wouldn't let you in the house. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mandatory. Sucker man. Where's a sucker man? Sucker man. Bobo asked, do you have a best board line, board game pickup line? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Hans on my Teutonica? I don't know. Oh, Keep your Hans on my Teutonica. Ooh, know. yeah, it's like Teutonica is your penis. Yeah, right. And your Hans are your Hans. Yeah, Hans, Hans made Nusa. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Maybe we'll come up yeah. with a good one. Yeah. Janelle would really like to see another um, a game called Ryan or the Dogs. So that's up there. <laughs> okay, we can do that again. <laughs> Bobo wants to know what's the best shirt you've ever owned. Like oh, I've had some like great obsessed. shirts. One of them is actually in the rotation right now. It's the shirt that I bought on this random website for winning this. Uh, I, so I won a, a, pit, uh, um, a football league, a suicide league at work. Okay. And the prize was a shirt. 
and I was the runner of the league, and I won the whole thing. Shirt was so it? I'd sing on the floor right behind Jeff, actually. Oh, that, that is my one. favorite shirt. Yeah. I like it because it, it fits me nicely, and it's very, very comfortable. Ooh. Now, you got a favorite shirt? Um, I mean, I guess my current favorite shirt is just this T-shirt I got on Stitch Fix, and it's so soft, and it's like... It's like so comfortable and it's just like a, just enough baggy where it doesn't look stupid, but it's like not like you don't feel self-conscious. It's just like awesome. I think I have I like favorite sweatshirts like that are like yeah, comfortable. I like to wear shirt. sweatshirts. There's um, I feel like I, I had a shirt in college that I thought was funny and maybe it's not, but it had like the solar system on it and it just had Paluto with like a little word bubble and it said fuck. When like Paluto <laughs> got like cut oh, as being a yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. That's funny. Um, You have any cr- favorite Christmas or holiday memories? From Bobo, of course. Every time I opened a present, I liked. Yeah, Yay, good memory. Yeah, board right. games, board Yay, games. <laughs> Favorite Christmas movie from Bobo? Um, a Christmas Story Elf. for me. Mine's I Home love Alone. Elf. Those are those are three fantastic movies. Yes. Yep. What is a specific game mechanic or mechanism that has impressed you lately? I really like I Split You Choose. Okay. I really there's not enough of that. I feel like we played Cutterland, and I was like, really, Ooh, I was like, yeah. oh man, that was really fun. Like literal, I cut you. Choose. Yeah, that's literal. Yeah. I cut you. Choose. Yeah. Nelly, you got one. What it, was it? A board game mechanic from a specific that's impressed yeah, that you. Just, that just says that impressed you. So I'll, I'll so I, I like I've liked in recent years they've started to like combine some of these sort of like Lost Rooms of Arnak mm-hmm. has like worker placement like and, and Dune has like deck yeah. building. Yeah, these kind of mashing up of of mechanisms I think are really cool. Like games don't fall into like specific categories anymore. I like that they're kind of. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, I like that too. Do you grill with propane, charcoal, pellet, wood, or is grilling over? Oh my God, I'm so excited this question's been asked. I'm going to take just a oh, quick second. Man. I typically grill. Very I have topical. a. I Who have, is this? this How is do a, they yes, know? This is yeah. Bobo. Bobo. Yes, Bobo. Thank you very much for asking. I just bought a Kamado style smoking grill, which is charcoal specific. Okay. I also have a stick burner, which is an indirect smoke uh, heat grill. So, you know, you make a little fire in a firebox, then you cook the meat from the smoke in that firebox. The, but I bought a Kamado Joe, Big Joe 3, which is coming in right after Christmas, and it's it's all charcoal. I don't so grill. Both. Ryan does. Oh, <laughs> I'm the grill man. Yeah, I just eat what other people grill. Very cool. Yeah, I'm into that. Miss <laughs> French Toast asks, what were each of you like in high school, and would your high school self, what would your high school self think of you now? I think I am exactly the same. Exactly. Really? I, yeah, I was like... I was just way over the top, funny, and just like plump. <laughs> yeah, I was oh much. God. I was much skinnier. I didn't have a beard, and I was probably like a super nerd, but didn't quite know it. Whatever. I wasn't, Spirit King here I says I was part, a nerd. I wasn't part. There was like this like cool kid crew that I like wasn't who would like go and like drink on weekends and Spirit school, King. Just so you know, is like the coolest that. person in school. Yeah, they, yeah, they must be. And that's Jeff. Um, I was. Um, I think I was a little dorky. I was. I was not into high school. I didn't want anything to do with like extracurricular stuff. Like I didn't want to get involved. I wasn't emo. Like I had friends. I was normal. But like <laughs> emo kids are normal too. But I mean I just mean like, you know, I wasn't I was just normal. very like unassuming whatever. Um I think we're all the exact But same. I think again, yes, I was skinnier. I was very skinny and I um I was a lot more shy, a lot more quiet and a, a lot less confident i think like today like i'm like with all like you know life experience and stuff yeah you're just way more confident confident and you're you have 
almost like less tolerance for things and you know I'm all the normal stuff when you get older to get a high school picture of the three of us and i'll put like a side by side oh, okay i look exactly see if same. people can guess i can show you my senior picture yeah, and i'll look exactly we'll guess i'm natalie <laughs> dog powered vehicle wants to know what's your favorite breakfast food i'm a french um, toast person i really Ooh. like a good sausage link hmm. um i love french toast i also love like pancakes with like strawberries and whipped cream like that kind of i would thing. eat french toast any like yeah, French toast I do the like menu, French, toast. French toast. Cool. Favorite dog power vehicle. Favorite non swear word swear word. Non swear word swear word. Yeah. Um, let's see. Frack is pretty good. Frack. Frack from uh, what was that from uh, Battlestar? Battlestar. Battlestar yeah. Yeah. Battlestar. Um, yeah. They say fracking and a whole bunch of stuff. Frack. Non swear swear Frick. word. You got one? We'll all be a monkey's uncle. Son yeah. of a biscuit. Yeah. I just I don't. I feel do like it. I say I like I know. I just yeah, exactly. swear. Exactly. I just say I swear. fuck. I, sometimes I feel like this is weird, but sometimes I just say like "son of a b hole." She does say that a lot. She does say that a lot. You're just like, "Oh, jam it!" Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what's a gross food that you like? A gross food? Oh, gross. I got a, a lot gross of those. Food that I like, <laughs> like other people might think are gross. But yeah, you like it. yeah, I get it. I'm trying. I I did that thing where you're like repeating it. Can I go first? Think while you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. Have, if you got something, um, go ahead. Mushrooms and olives. Ooh, I, love, I like oh. olives a lot. I love oh, people hate olives, gross. and that yeah, might be my Ryan hates Yeah, it's got to be. I think olives are the most disgusting oh, things so ever. Good. I love. Them. I would oh, just eat black olives. and yes, green. I do. Yeah. I, I buy like jars of them. I don't, and just I don't eat really them want like pitted olives, like in oh. green sale. I want that, but like yeah. I don't else. mind those, but it's just more annoying because of the pit. Oh, I got yeah. one. Does it have to be? Is food? Can yeah. it be drink? Sure. I like eggnog, and everyone hates eggnog. We were on we were on stream with Ben and Emma, and someone in the comments was like. Are you drinking eggnog? And I was like, yeah. And then they put the gro- the pukey yeah, face. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boards on tables. What games have you anticipated playing, but when you played it, you were really disappointed? Oh yeah. Okay, we got a bunch That's, of those. Um, okay, honestly, one for me, and it still it has stuck around because I want to give it another chance because I wanted it for so long. This is a game I wanted for ever because it was out of print. It was one of those like Grail games of yeah. mine, and then we played it, and I was like, I didn't really like this. Yeah. Ginkopolis. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, one that I thought of was um, Sonora. I was like so oh, pumped for that a, game. You know like, what? That's, that's a great be answer. So awesome. And then we were just like, oh man, I've, I just want to like it so I'm going to change my answer to Sonora. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't recent, but yeah, that game yeah, definitely disappointed true. me. I feel like answer. that was, that's one that I, like, when you said it, I was like, that's a perfect answer because. We all were like, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. Flicking right so how hyped fun. on it. Yeah. And just, boy, did it suck. Yeah. Um, I would say, I'm trying to look at some of these things. Um, Elder Sign, I was really disappointed when I played Elder Sign. I, I thought that, that was going to be really very fun. easy. And that was kind of not fun. Yep. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of ones that I'm like. It happens a lot. I feel like, I like level like, seven like, escape was like just like, it. was a miserable thing. And it was Which like was early moment. on in my. That guy at RAW really steered you wrong. Yeah, he did. Blew it. Pandemic to Cure it. is something I never was like just miserable. Um, the river was a recent one that I was like, that sucked. That was going to yeah. be fun. Or even tiny, tiny towns. towns. I was, or planet. I was excited oh, for yeah, it. planet. Planet. I was like, oh, I can't planet wait to play planet. Really planet cool. sucked. Yeah. Um, Mason Pierce asked how many geese could you, we all fight off as a team? As a team. So the three of us fighting yeah. geese, Ooh. I think we could fight off probably 50 or more. What? Yeah. You I was going to so? say like, do, like, is it like a round, like, so that 50 would just come at us at one and we just start fighting it. There's no way we can fight off 50. You don't think so? No. Do we wait, get weapons? I was going to say, do we have weapons or no? I don't know. Right I now it says follow up. What if the geese face. had guns? Oh, zero. 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 <laughs> okay, take I feel like we a goose guns? would be a great <laughs> shot. Yeah, if we have weapons, then we can, I think we could deal with 50. Yeah, if, I, yeah, if we yeah. have weapons. Yeah. Even just like, give me like a golf club. Yeah, right, give me something to hit yeah. them with. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, our buddy Nate says, uh, when you see a game out of print at a local game store, is it an auto buy? And what factors into that? Decision? No, absolutely not. If, if I see a game that is out of print, do I automatically buy it? No. I used to speculate and think that I was going to make money doing this. I used to see a game that was out of print, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to buy it and then sell it. And then I did that like once or twice. I didn't feel good about it, for one, because I'm marking it up when yeah. it's MSRP you know, at the store, and other people could go get it, and I'm robbing them of that just to make money. And I just thought that was kind of sneaky. And then two, I just – unless it's a game that I absolutely really want, I just – I don't have the space to care that much. Yeah. I think early on it, it might have been where you're like, I'm, I'm getting a collection. I have 20, 30 games, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's out of print. Maybe, you know, let me just take it. But now, like, when I'm borderline 300 games, I just don't yeah. – I wouldn't automatically buy it. Yeah, especially yeah. for you. You're even worse because you get you get a bunch of games coming in yeah, from I publishers. So I, you, you even have out. less space than we do. So, yeah. yeah no. There are – if I see a game that I wanted that I know is out of print, I'd buy it right away. At, at totally. Point, yes. If you wanted for it, sure. yes, I'm going to instantly auto buy Yeah, but yeah. if it's something that I was on the fence for, I still would stay on yeah, the fence. Yeah, but just because it's out of print, no. Yeah. I did I've done, Again, I've done that before, and it doesn't really – it just never works out the way you think it will. Um, all right, a couple more. Uh, Mick Dave Mick says, what is your biggest board game hobby regret? So it could be board game slash board game hobby regret. I have regret. I have, I have, one. I'll start. Okay, yeah. I think that right away in the hobby, I wish, and this is going to be an Instagram inbox question later, is like, what would you go back and tell yourself when you first started the hobby? Mm. I think you don't need to own everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if other people own the games you like. If you're going to play it with them, you if don't you're, have if to you, have. If you have a dedicated group or so something. I, you yeah. know, I, I went through this thing where I would I like bought, like Eric brought Alhambra one night and we played it. And I was like, this is yeah, really good. And then I bought it. And I'm like, well, what, you know, why? And and I, I wish I wouldn't have done that kind of stuff early on. It's just kind of been like, have your games. I also wish if, that I only had 50 games. I played a whole fuckload of times. You I know agree. what I mean? Like you have that, yeah. but that's not who I am. <laughs> huh, regrets. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know that I have any board gaming hobby regrets. Other than probably just buying a game I that sucked and then, think, you know. Yeah, I think maybe impulse buying so many things I could see as a regret, but, but also that's really fun to do. <laughs> so I would say probably a regret so far is just not making the time to play the games that I have before yeah. buying a bunch oh. of new stuff. Yeah, I almost said I don't have regrets, but... I guess if I said something, it'd be, yeah, like not, not what you said, but playing the games <laughs> I want to play, like just not making time. Like, yeah. like I have this play again list that's been sitting there for like a year and we haven't played any of them. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. All these little regrets. Just like little things. Like, I wish I would have bought that game. Like, oh, what could I have done with that $50? Yep. I agree. I have Descent over there. I'm like, I probably yeah, shouldn't like, have bought that. That's it. not really going to get played. Why yeah. did I do that? <laughs> Um, asymmetric wizard. What are some Kickstarters that you have backed recently? Ooh, yeah. I have mine. I can talk that. about it right now. Do it. Um, well, so I'm right now in on backing that gaming table. Oh yeah. <laughs> this king make this king maker. You're saying right table. now you think there's a chance you pull out? I'm in. I have until the end of the month. I just wanted to get in on the early pledge. That level I can back out if I want to, but mm-hmm. it seems like a deal that I can't beat. It's a lot of money, but game wise, I have Weather Machine. Yep, uh, me too. Vitella Thirty Game. Yep. I have the game. Um, Oros, Oreos, or Oreos, O R O S. Yeah, um, that I Oros, backed, I got that too. Um, Bantam West. I backed the On Mars expansion. The Carnegie Deluxe Edition is yep, something I'm looking forward I mean, to. Darwin's like Journey. Yep, and that's, that's kind of what I'm missing. Except I'm also missing the Shivers, which is like way past. Yeah. Um, I, we are getting some updates on that, though. Yeah, we get updates a lot, but it still hasn't. Yeah. 
But yeah, those would be my more recent ones. Darwin's Journey, Carnegie, Leon Mars Expansion, Bantam West, Oros, and Weather Machine. So for me, ones that are currently still going is uh, a game called Snack Time by Backfire Games. That's McKay from oh, right. the... Mm-hmm. Um, board game critic weather machine uh, Jeff talked about from Beatel Lacerda. Also, I've been backing a lot of these um, small box games. The publisher is actually called Small Box Games. So think of the North. Uh, I just got the West in, and there's a new one out right now called Neolithic Bronze Age and the Middle Ages. There are three Damn, different little small box games. Yeah, know the East. No, it's Northwest. <laughs> the South. You know, yeah, Kanye, Kanye West. Kid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's a <laughs> million games that I ha- do not do not have yet that are still you know. Um, but Paint the Roses just ended, which I, I have that coming, which I'm excited about that. The new um, the new Flat Out Games game, Verdant, or Verdant, oh, right? Yeah. That yep. I'm excited about because Cascadia hit really hard. Yep. So I'm hoping Verdant yeah, follows that. With that one. Yeah, for sure. The first one we did not like, and second oh, one we did, yeah. so third one hopefully is good. So yeah, there's a Natalie, ton of Kickstarter stuff coming up. Whatever, Ryan. She's been backing back. her husband's Gaming with Santana <laughs> wants to know if hot dog is a sandwich. Is uh, a hot dog a sandwich? I'd I would say no. I would say no. I would say no, but if you want to get definition. If you're going like crazy definition, I would never in a million years think of a hot dog as a sandwich. I just never would. And that's the reason I would answer that way. Swoozle, what actor or actress would play you in your upcoming biopic? Let's see. Who could I get to play me? Fat Mac. When when Mac from uh, It's Always Sunny (laughs) was fat, that's that's who I want to play me. Um, So he'd have to to buff up again. Does it have to be an actress? Well, well, Probably. What else? Why do you want like Devin to play you? (laughs) Yeah. No. I I thought of like somebody, but... Yeah, never ran. Oh, that girl you like from Pornhub? No. <laughs> she's local and she's, she's near great. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Jason Bateman would play me in an upcoming That's cool. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Who would play me? Help me. It had to be quick. He's getting old now. Yeah. What's that? Who would play me? Who would play you? Sarah Silverman? I'm... What? No. Not, what's wrong with Sarah what's Silverman? What's wrong with Sarah Silverman? You you know, is that like an inside joke you guys? You no. Like? No. no that is not very bad... surprising that you'd say that. Oh, I... what about Tina Fey? Yeah, Tina Fey. How about Tina Fey? No. What? My God, what, Selena Gomez! What do you want? What do you want? You pick something. Don't ask us for it. Yeah, what the then? fuck? This isn't insulting, by the way. What? Who do you want to play you? <laughs> I don't know. If you okay. could, if you could commission, if you could commission the game of your dreams, which designer would implement which mechanisms? If you could des- the game of your dreams, which designer, which mechanisms? Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Let's. I know it's hard. Do I just be like... So you just basically want a game by a designer? Do I want to take... All right. Suchi and Feld combined to make like a worker placement engine building game. Okay. That's what I would take maybe. I'm going to... I'm going to abstain on that one. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I can't, nothing's coming to mind. I feel like whatever I say would be would already exist. Yeah, like I just want like... <laughs> oh, I want another Vitello Serta worker right. placement. It's like that's yeah. the way he designs. You've got the opportunity to tell your five-year-old self a single sentence. What is it? Five-year-old self? Yeah. Penis size doesn't matter as much as you think it does. I'm going to say invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't exist when you were five. No, he's telling his five-year-old self this. Yeah. Oh, Jeff so of right now is going back see, and telling see, five-year-old self this. Ooh. And Swoozle's last question, why does it hurt when I pee? Why does it hurt, why does it hurt when he pees? Yeah. Chlamydia. It's got to be that. I don't well, We also asked Natalie, what's about... your favorite word? My favorite word? My favorite mm. word is fuck. Yeah, fuck is so yeah, fuck great. Is very word. satisfying. Fuck is awesome to say. Um, Sorry, Natalie, I did I cut you off? What was what your um, kind of like onomatopoeia? What do I say? Ryan? I don't know. Don't ask me because or when I tell you, you self? hate it. I know. You know what, Ryan? <laughs> you know what's really Sarah Silverman and Tina Fey are both good answers. This there. is really random. Here. We were playing Obsession. Aubrey Plaza. How about that? Will you be okay with Aubrey Plaza playing you? What? I know. <laughs> Fine, yes. Who do you oh, want? I, I thought okay you with love that. that. I'm okay with that. 
Um, what was the I going to say? Right, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obsession. We were playing Obsession, and one of the name of the, the tiles was Babbling Brook. And I was like, and I was like, you say babbling brook all the time. And he's like, I've never said that in my Uh-oh. life. And I'm like, yes, you said. Yes, you have. You said She's it got the lot. spreadsheet. You said it 25 like, times. I know. No, I think this is like my combos. <laughs> oh. I think I've never you said this. So? Like, she's never had combos. No, you've said it. Babbling brook? <laughs> yes. Totally. Maybe it's about like Brook Shield or something. I, maybe. I, I liked Brook Shields back in the day. Back in the day? <laughs> yeah, Brook Shields yeah. was okay. That's it. It was a long wow. one, but that's the inbox. That was a great inbox, I thought. That was, no, that was yeah, cool. That was cool. That was cool. I like doing that. I like I the like rapid fire too. method as well. It keeps us on point because I can ramble. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you step dum, inside? Dum, Come on, it's dum, warm dum, in there. You think you found dum, some grass, dum, but nope, it's pubic dum, hair. You wonder why dum, there's so much underwear. You stepped inside a Natalie's nook. Today on Natalie's Nook, I want to take kind of a deep dive into worker. Wait, I didn't get to I didn't get to drum roll. Let's go back. Let's go back. Today on Natalie's Nook, I want to take a deep dive into worker placement. Oh, the worker placement in this game is great. Christmas vacation is one of my favorite movies too. Ooh, that's a good one. Home Alone or Tide? Yeah. Ooh, they're tied. Well, so it's that. It's that good. Can you cut that part out and put it back into the? Sure, I can do it. Yeah, you know I'll do it too. That is a really good. That's a good one. Okay. Um, so first, what is worker placement? Well, in case you don't know, because you probably don't Plain since you're listening you listen to a stupid board game idiots. podcast. Fucking <laughs> dumb fucking art. Um, in a worker placement, <laughs> players control a pool of workers, usually in the form of meeples. Every round, players will take turns assigning their meeples to various locations on the board. Each spot corresponds to a different action, and usually there's a limited number of spaces for each meeple. Yep. That's just kind of the generic. There's a little bit more I would add to it for like the pure definition. Do it. Also, usually in a in, an, in a classic worker placement spot, when you're placing your worker on a spot, that spot is not available for other play- people to place their workers on. Blocked. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of what it you said. block. Did you say that already? Yeah. It's God. it said there's a limited number of spaces for each meeple. Is that what that meant? Oh, I guess I assumed that, that meant like... <laughs> I don't know if that's what that meant. But okay, either way, if it did, yeah. okay, cool. Basically, you have a certain amount of workers and you're placing them on spaces to t- get action, to take actions. Right. That's and then by you doing it, placement. I can't do it. Um, What do people call it? Worker placement. Worker placement. <laughs> Work replacement. Yeah, it's not... Is that what they call it? Wait, what did you say? Who's they? Who's they? Sometimes people like mix up worker placement. They call it something wrong. What is it? Who are you talking about? I've heard, I think Brian is the only person I can think of that did this. Work replacement? Yeah. That Heather Schwindemann said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not a mm-hmm. thing. That's just one person. No. That's Brian's thing. Yeah, it's Brian's thing. Okay, so anyways, that's what work replacement means. Some of the first games um, that had this mechanic, some of them are from like the 90s that I've never heard of. And then, um, so they are games that are called Bus. One's called Burp. I think Bus got... Buses, yeah, reprinted. reprinted I think yeah. bus is a uh, splatter. It got work, work reprinted. Is it a splatter, splatter, yeah. a splatter okay. game? One is called Keydom. Keydom, okay. Key to the Kingdom. <laughs> and then um, I think it was 2005 was Kalis. Kalis, baby. Kalis. Yeah. That's the one I was That's like, one of the if early You did not say Kalis. I'm yeah. like, you got to talk about Kalis. Yeah. That is like these other ones because technically they fall under that category, but they're like more like 90s. Kalis is yeah, like more of the bus. current. First hobby. Yeah, Kalos is widely considered like the granddaddy of worker Now you can buy Baby's First Kalos if you want. Yeah, that's right. And then just to give you examples, um, some of the most popular or highest ranked worker placement games are things like A Feast for Odin, Dune Imperium, Viticulture, 
um, Caverna, Agricola, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Barrage, Underwater Cities, and uh-huh. Anachrony. There's so many games. Some yeah. of those are barely, are like new to that, like new, new. Yeah. Yeah, you probably These just went like off the, the top, top one. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Still, those are, those are brand new. Yeah. Games. Well, that yeah. just shows you that we're, so a lot of, not a lot, but some mechanisms, you know, they kind of go away. Like a lot of people aren't really doing um, like a ton of certain like auction mecha- me- mechanics in games. You don't see that a ton anymore. It's yeah. just kind of like they don't do it as much. But worker placement has kind of n- it's just stayed. You know, it hasn't gone yeah. away. It's well, still very popular. Yes, and there's like so much you can do with it. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about. I mean, all three of us have said many times how much we love worker placement mechanic what how do you know i wanted to talk about what is it exactly that we like so much about it like why are we drawn towards these games what do we think is so great about it um i just wanted to yeah get into that so for me usually it's you know a limited number of workers that you have to place out on the board to take actions and so one of my favorite things is when you have to like try to do the best thing that you can do with what the limited things that you have. And that's kind of what these worker placement type games, you know, force you to do. And that's a mechanic or, you know, a thing that I enjoy in games. Um, I also like that when you're playing worker placement, it's kind of more like a, like a, you have to plan, you know, and it kind of, you can sometimes like, have really exciting turns, you know, because like in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to place this here and get this and then I'm going to place this here and do this. And, you know, it can just contribute to potential turns where that stuff can happen. Um, And then another thing I like about it is almost always in these type of games, even though you can potentially get in someone's way because maybe they take a spot that you wanted to take and now you can't take that spot and never, ever feels like a tacky you know, it's like might sometimes be frustrating. Like, darn, I can't go there now. I'm going to have to do something else. But it never feels like bad or that they're like messing with you. And so, you know, it's almost like, again, what p- people don't like sometimes about these games is it's like a, what do they call it? Multiplayer solitaire. But I yes. like that stuff. You know, I like just like I'm going to do, my, do thing my own thing to get as many points as I can get. And hopefully that's more points than you get doing your thing. Idiot. You forgot to name the Samurai Rebellion in the Fields when you were talking about like notable worker placement games. But oh, that's okay. So that's sorry. okay. Don't worry about that's it. That's number one. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you really screwed up there. What do you guys like about worker placement? What do you want to go? You want me to go? What do you want to do? Okay, I'll go. Wag off a guy. So <laughs> I <clockwise>. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. I like a lot of the stuff that Natalie said. I wrote down things like being able to create plans. I like making those choices. Um, usually worker placement games limit randomness um not all yeah. the time and in all games but it does because things are right there in front of you you can create a plan you're and deciding then your plan yeah. is up against the other person's plan mm-hmm. so a game like Kalis, i honestly think that the, the only randomness in that game is who starts who's the first player um and that that is that's really really appealing to a lot of people who are like structure brain this is what i'm yeah. gonna do this all the time instead of like Flip a card. Now I have to. Now I have to make a decision in the moment. You can sort of plan this stuff out, mm-hmm. which I like both of them. But I I like being able to plan things out, make those choices. I also am am kind of enjoying how worker placement has like evolved into like special workers, like in viticulture. Now this worker means something yeah. different than your other workers, or 
the dice worker placement where now the pips matter or in Coimbra, the color matters. So it's kind of changes the idea of just place it here, get a resource, which was which was the Calices the, the and the Agricola and, and even the, the Feast for Odin right now. This changes it into one more layer. Now I place it here and because it was orange, I get to, you, you yeah. know, in Magnificent, now I get to activate this certain track or something different. I like how how you they've uh, these designers who are just way more brilliant than I am mm. have have taken this mechanism and it kind of evolve. evolve it into a whole bunch of different things. So I love worker placement. It was also something that I didn't I wasn't drawn to right away. And I don't think many new gamers are going to be drawn to it right away. Well, because randomness is or lack of randomness is a very foreign concept to most new game, most nons. Yeah. Because most mass market games are random. Mm -hmm. Right. They have a ton of randomness, and it's like, oh, it's fun. Yeah, they're fun and silly. And then you see a game all of a sudden that's like, oh, I am responsible for everything that happens to me, and it's scary, and it can feel bad, because then you don't get that like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You get like, oh, I lost because you beat me. You're better than me. That's like, And if I'm going to play with a new gamer and I'm going to play Kalos, first of all, it's a bad choice. I'm going to (laughs) destroy you in Kalos. Right. And that's not fun for either right. person. It's like playing tennis against a baby, right? right. Like you're just going to, it's not, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's like um, I'm an 1800 chess level player and I'm playing against like a 600. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I like about worker placement is that I, if I don't do well or if I lose or something, it, I, it frustrates me when it's random because I'm like, it's out of Your my control. Fault. It's more like, well, I, you know, didn't play I did this optimally. To myself. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like I can handle that better, you know, like, okay, well, it's my own fault, you know, or I did this wrong or he did this better than me instead of just like, well, that's not fair. You know, you rolled this and I rolled this. And so you win like what? Like, there's nothing I can do about that. And so I like that part of um, it not having randomness and me being in control of all of like the action. Yeah, for sure. Personally, I like a lot. So this is why I kind of was harping on like, explicitly telling you that, okay, make sure that it's when you go there and now I can't go there because that's one of my favorite distinguishing characteristics in what I consider like an actual worker placement game. Otherwise, it's just like action selection that everybody can just do where I I like that, that fact of, I, I don't know, I really like tactics. And so I think worker placement gives you the opportunity for um, long-term strategies like you guys both talked about as well as tactical play. Because if I have a plan where I really need to get this two wood and space here, and then if I do that, then I can take the spot that lets me build a building. And then on my third turn, I can activate that and do it. But then the turn before it's supposed to happen, Jeff takes that two wood spot, shit. Now I can't get the wood I need. How else do I do my plan? Mm -hmm. And that's like a tactical thing that I really like. Okay, now I'm forced to pivot. So I like having almost like... You have to have like or a what's plan my new B. Plan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have right. to have like a plan B. Okay, if Jeff takes that, you know, because I might not get everything I want. Jeff takes those wood. Okay, now what am I going to do? Now I guess I can get stone and try to build this building. Right. Well, that's one of the best parts too. Is like if somebody takes a spot that you need or that's part of your plan, you're not just screwed. Like there's usually always another way to go or another thing to do or you know what I mean. Like you said, you just got to pivot. You're not just like okay, well that's ruined. Yes. And I definitely do also enjoy like what Jeff said about how a lot of worker placement games tend to be random averse. Now, there are definitely exceptions to that, like Dune Imperium and Lost Wings sure. yeah, that are yeah. just more random now because of the deck building aspect and stuff like that. But um, it definitely does lend itself more to the type of games that especially the three of us enjoy, which are more low random 
kind of high thinking kind of thing. And it, it just feels so I'll kind of I'm kind of kind of the opposite of what Natalie said about it. She likes like if she loses, it was my fault. I would never think about it that way, personally. I never think about it that way. What I think about it is like the other way, where it's like if I win a game where there's like tons of randomness, I don't feel that. I don't feel much. It's like it's this little like quick like cool like haha. I got the role and you didn't. Okay, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But more what I like about a worker placement game or a game of this you know low randomness is more when I win yeah. because of that. The feeling is infinitely greater than in a game with Random. more randomness. And so we're kind of getting off topic of, of worker placement. No, no. But but a lot of worker placement games tend to be this way. An, an example here is like Zulkin. In Zulkin, that's one of the hardest games I've ever played personally. That game is smarter than me. I have won it one time. And that play that I won it, I felt like a king among <laughs> you know peasants in that that's game. I, it felt great. <laughs> no, it was actually at a convention. No, I was, I was it, playing It was game. a convention. Yeah, it, um, I have that paper still that says you yeah, won it was on the Michigan game or like smaller conventions. And it felt so good. I know Jeff can agree with me here because he loves that game, and I'm sure he wins that game frequently. And and it just <laughs> what a great feeling when you have done stuff the right way. You're taking your workers off in a spot that's perfectly yeah. timed, and you you enacted your plan to perfect, you know, and and then it pays off. Right. And man, is that feeling great? And that's a feeling that worker placement games i think pretty much give you over more games of different mechanisms and stuff like that you know um like i can think of uh another very popular mechanism in even in the euro space is like um majority control area majority or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah and i don't feel as good about myself when i you know sneak in and get that last majority because it almost feels taking something yeah you're kind of hurting somebody else right yeah Mm -hmm. And I don't. That doesn't feel as good as just a perfectly executed worker placement game right. that you just like. Ha! Wow, that's great. Right. Not I mean, ha against but you. But there are people but, who are the complete opposite. Yep, complete opposite. Oh, complete like, opposite. Yeah. Well, another thing, like we maybe not Jeff as much, but maybe. Damn. Um, but like, <laughs> like I know, like you and me, like typically don't really care that much about theme and like worker placement. You don't usually get into theme. In those True. types of games where a lot mm. of people theme is a big deal to them. And so, so they like probably tend to not like worker placement that much True. because the theme isn't as like crucial to the game. For sure. I agree. Um, I think there's also some games if you don't if you don't like love worker placement or your or you love worker placement, and your group doesn't. Maybe I'll give you a couple suggestions of like how to get your like because there's all these gateway games, right? The Azuls of the World, the Splendors. Mm-hmm. But there's also like gateway worker placement games Absolutely. that I feel like could be really good. Like Lords of Waterdeep comes to my mind all the time. That has that has a theme that you can kind of get into, especially if your group likes D&D or something like that and you want yeah. them to get them into different board games. That is a straight up worker placement space. Spots broken. You're getting resources, which are essentially your warriors. And then you're you're going on these missions. It's like classic, straightforward. Add the expansion if they like it, that kind of stuff. Stone Age is one of those older ones that's really basic. Um, it's just like put it on there, get some stone, and it's like some classic this. worker, classic placement. easy. Agricola is another one. If maybe that's maybe a, a slight step up, you can go um, Agricola, all creatures big and small, yep, and get the same feel yeah, for a two-player only game. I haven't played Champions of Midgar, but I know it's like a different theme, but similar. I hated that one, dice rolling, <laughs> but yeah, but, but no, people, a lot yeah. of people like yeah. that. And then even like Viticulture is one that I think, again, with theme, maybe like I don't care about the theme of wine, but it could be something, and mm-hmm. it's. 
No, I think that's a great suggestion because I think a lot of people maybe who are nons who might be adults that are getting into games like this drink wine. Yeah. And so the theme can help them understand the gameplay. Yeah, because you're making these different types of wine. A lot of times, too, if they're like, you know, if the theme is like monsters, they might be just like, uh, that seems really like that's not my thing. But like if wine is their thing and it's like a similar game to like a monster game, but it's just wine. That could be, they're like, okay, I'm into that. Let's see what this is all about. So why has worker placement games stood the test of time? I, I, I really like the idea of you have a group of workers and <laughs> this it, this represents resources typically right workers yeah. represent resources that you're going to acquire yep, and so yeah i think it's really really fun like the worker placement mechanism genre has hit this chord with people's brains cuz there's certain things about board games that people really seem to enjoy one of those is this weird kind of stress that games can give yeah. you. Stress is typically thought of as a, a bad thing. In a lot of worker placement games, because you don't know, is Jeff going to take that spot? That's the kind of stress a lot of people enjoy. That, like, you're on the edge of, I have this plan, and oh my God, if it works, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But Natalie and Jeff are in front of me. Either of them could unwittingly mess with me. Right. And now, <gasps> and it's almost like tantalizing. Yeah. That key stress point I think is something people find so like titillating and tantalizing. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I think yeah. that's a lot of like, <gasps> and they love that because you have this workforce that you want to deploy this certain way, but oh my God, the other players could potentially mess with you and oh, I hope they don't, but if they do, what else can I do? And I think worker placement gives you that feeling where a lot of other games just don't have that specific recipe yeah. for Stress, which right, I'm going to call yeah. stress. It's almost like there needs to be another word for it because, again, stress has negative connotations. But yeah. but there's that stress level. The tenseness. That yeah. I, maybe tenseness is a better word. Yeah. That tenseness that's like juicy and brings you back time and again because you want to feel that level of – it's almost a thrill. Yeah. It's almost like a thrill, thrill. of yeah. like, oh my God, you might not take it. And then you they don't take it and you're like, yes, yeah. I can do it. Boom. And it's going to be so great. Or they take it and you're like, no, yeah. shit. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let's see. Can I do something else? And then that's almost, it can be more fun when you find, when you find yeah. that hidden backup move yeah. that you're like, oh, I'm kind of glad he took yeah. that now. So now I can do that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's just happened as fun. to me a bunch of times where like, I think that I'm doing the best thing and then somebody <laughs> takes my thing, my spot and then I have to pivot. And then it turns out the pivot part was better than the original. And I was yes. like, sweet, that worked out. So a lot of that for me revolves around that specific part of worker placement games, which is the blocking. Yeah. I love that portion of those games because it feels bad when you get blocked. Yeah. Like, and that sucks. But it's also that same kind of re thing that feels great yeah. when they don't. Yeah. And it wouldn't be there if that blocking wasn't, yeah. it wasn't involved. So mm -hmm. Totally. That's nice, how I think. Nice nook. Yeah, I like that nook. That's a good nook. Do you have anything else you want to you want to say to end up the nook? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. In the Discord, I would love to hear your reasons and thoughts on why you like worker placement. If you do, why you think it has stuck around as one of the key, if not maybe the most popular board game mechanism, um, it'd be really fun to hear your thoughts on that. So I would also like to hear the regale opposite. us. If you hated worker yeah, placement, tell us why. Yeah, like? what do you think is better? What 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 board game mechanism do you feel is the best right because obviously all three of us had only positive things to really say about it so there's obviously another side to that well 
it's kind of like just said earlier, like everything we love about it, other people might fucking hate yeah, it. Yeah, right. And a lot of it, I think you said earlier, with the th- like a lot of them are themeless. A lot of them are yeah. just, what, what What do they say, the dry Euro, the same yeah, old. Whatever, just another just, soulless just, yeah, Euro. Jeez. That kind yeah. of stuff, which I get. So that that, <clears throat> that could be a big downside. But see, another thing, I, I do feel like there's thoughts. a lot, like like Anachrony or Lost mm. Runes of Arnak, these games have theme yeah. and yeah. they are very, And those very are newer, right? Good. Those are not the Kalises of the world. Right, which are just another soulless Euro. Yeah. That's crazy awesome. Good enough, good enough, good enough. Okay. On today's game of the episode, we're doing something new. Oh, boy. And I think it might only be for Jeff. And I apologize, Natalie. Natalie, I want you to to still participate participate if you can. Okay? And everyone at home, I want you to try to guess these before and after games. Okay? That's the game today. So the way it works is like before and after on Wheel of Fortune, I'll read a clue, and the answer is going to be two games. Combined by one word. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Basically, the last word of one game will be the first word of the of the next game. I can't really give you an example because these were insanely difficult for me to come up with. Which means yes. this is like so the only time we're going to play. Things are like, insanely like we difficult. Just play it together, but you'll probably know. More. Yeah, like just yeah. be on a team. Try to yeah. try to figure them out. Okay. The yeah. clues are not challenging. I did okay. not make the clues challenging. Sure. It's just okay. What games are you talking about? Yeah. So Natalie, for instance, I think you'll be able to get this first one. Okay. I do, do this. Ready? Yeah. Terra Mystica in space, using polyomino tiles to fill up that space. Pro- oh, Gaia Project L. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Gaia Project L. So that's the first one. I wish they were all that simple. <laughs> they are not. All right. Thanks for letting me get that. Simple. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Did you Did you get that too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's number two. Lighter version of BGG's top game of all time, mixed with this bag builder designed by Johnny Pack. So Jaws of the Lion, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then Lions of Lydia. So Jaws of the Lions of Lydia. Jaws of the Lions of Lydia. <laughs> Hooray. Of very, the, very of good. The, of the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of the, of the, of the. Okay. Number three. Two-player version of this classic drafting game on the set of this two-player Jurassic Park style game. Two-player. I can read it again. You want to read it again? Yeah. Two-player version of this classic card drafting game on the set of this two-player Jurassic Park style game. I think I got it. Okay. Seven Wonders Dulasaur. Sulasaurus. Dulasaurus Rex. Oh, you're very what close. What is that game called? So what's Dulasaur the... Park? What's, oh, I don't oh, know what oh, that. Close. It, it, it's it's the um the dinosaur world two player thing. It's like Dulasaur Island. Yes. Okay. You got it. You got it. Okay. Seven Wonders Dulasaur Island. Island. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You got all the hard stuff. You got all the hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Connection. You got the connector. You got the connector. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Suki at Toomey Baby's best while building a metropolis together as a team. Underwater city. Yeah. Um. Building a metropolis as a team. I don't think you're going to know this game, Natalie. Underwater Maybe. cities. Yes, yeah, city. So the first, then the first word of the next thing will be cities. cities. Suki at Toomey Baby's best while building a metropolis together as a team. There's a chance Jeff doesn't know this game, but I'm pretty sure Cities. It's hard to know. Yeah, it has to be cities. Right. Um, city. For the city. Do you at home know this cities. one? Suki and Tumi Baby's best while building a metropolis together as a team. All right, number five. Space game about playing cards with crazy iconography on top of delivering goods in space with crazy ship destruction. What? <laughs> space game about playing cards with crazy iconography on top of delivering goods in space with crazy ship destruction. The last one's Galaxy Trucker, and the 
Say the first one again. Space game about playing cards with crazy iconography. On top of delivering like goods. That's maybe probably is it. Roll for the galaxy what? trucker. Very close. Race for the galaxy trucker. Race for trucker. the galaxy <laughs> trucker. Yes, nice. race for the galaxy yeah. trucker. Very good, very good, very good. <laughs> How are you all doing at home? I can't hear you. But uh, tell me you're doing great. Okay, number Power. six. Picking a number and rolling it while you're drafting tiles to arrange in an exact five by five grid. Um, Picking, wait. Key to the kingdom. And then I didn't hear the last one. Okay. Picking a number and rolling it while you're drafting tiles to arrange an exact five by five grid. Oh, key to the kingdom domino. King domino. Key to the king domino. King. Yes. Oh, king do- <laughs> key to king the king domino. domino. Yeah, okay, yeah. Key, key to the king, king domino. domino. <laughs> very good. The king kingdom. <laughs> very good. Okay. Very good. Number seven. Number seven. Uh, are you finding that you really is participating, Natalie? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Number seven. Richard Brees auction game with cards being dropped from a on high to make a garden. Let me try it again. Richard Brees auction game with cards being dropped from on high to make a garden. From Damn. on high? Mm-hmm. It's like a little, a little game where you're dropping, like you're literally dropping cards. It's called like fall. No. <gasps> oh. Sh- uh, it's like flower uh, fall or something. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a Richard so Brees auction like- game. With cards being dropped on. Key flower fall. Key flower right. fall. Oh, okay. Good. Phew. Yes. Right. Good. Good. You know, it's it's funny that I was surprised that you, you got, got flower fall before a key flower. Yeah. I honestly, you got about three words in, and I was like, fuck, I didn't listen. What did he say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you were like, trying to pull <laughs> it out, but yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. No, you did great. Okay, number eight. Two-player polyomino buttoning up to a very popular gaming mechanism. Patchwork. Your nook. That's what your nook was about. Patchworker placement? Yes, yeah. patchworker oh, placement. Okay, okay. Very good, very good, very good, very good. You got that right away. Yeah. That's well, nice. Yeah, well, the, it was like, the buttoning was like patchwork. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Number nine. The original Crime is Popular game we used to love mixed with your favorite Crime is Popular game. Um, you got to say the whole thing. <laughs> I'll do it again. The original yeah. Crime is Popular game we used to love mixed with Jeff's favorite Crime is Popular game. So Chronicles of... So Chronicles of Crime and Detective, a modern crime, but that's board game. It's my favorite one. What's the original? Oh, Sherlock, Sherlock? Holmes, Detective, a modern crime board game. Very close, okay. but yeah, that's it. Okay. It's right. Sherlock Holmes consulting Detective, yeah. a modern oh, okay. crime yeah, board yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Very good, very good. And the last one, before we go backward to try to get the, the other one. Yeah, the under- Number oh, 10, right. number 10. Maybe the first flip and write game taking on the game with components you can use underwater. First flip and write game. Maybe the first flip and write game. Taking on the game with components you can use underwater. Components you can use underwater. Uh, I feel like I know that. You do. Components you should know this one. I think that one. This is another one you can get. It. First flip and write. The first that flip so and write. Sounds so familiar. Game. The components you can use underwater. What components can you use underwater for no damn reason? There's no reason you should be able to use these components underwater, but you can if you want to. Oh, God. You guys should yes. play this game? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> she knows it. Okay, it's, you know it. It's maybe like the first oh, flip and oh, right game. Too many bones. Okay, so maybe the first flip and right game, taking on the game with components you can use underwater. So it starts with, it ends with two. Um, two. That's a flip and right. Um, damn. What do you think the first flip and right was? We had a lot of rolling rights, and then this flip and right game came out. 
And it was like, oh man, you can do this mechanism too with cards? Welcome to Many Bones. Hey, welcome to Many Bones. <laughs> that was a very, very, yeah, very good. good. And the one that you need to get you still is Suki at Toomey Baby's Best while building a metropolis together as a team. You don't think I know this? I'm, I'm almost 100% positive you've never heard of this. Okay. I know for a fact Jeff has heard of this. I don't know if he's going to. Like, Jeff knows this game. I just okay. don't know he it. He knows of the game. City. Yeah. So, cities. 100%. Underwater cities. There's that mega city Oceania. That's not it. Nope. But you're right. Or that is a kind of cool thing. What are you building together in a big metropolis? I don't know why I'm thinking, Ryan says I'm not. Yeah, I don't think you're going to <laughs> Like, I'm going to say it. I'm you're like going like, to be like, I'll say the game, and you're going to be like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Cities. What's a cities game? Cities. Sometimes you think you're just gonna yep, say it. Just gonna say it. Is like, it like cities colon something? I don't. Cities colon let me something. See. It might just be. It's just two. I'll say this. Two words. Okay. Cities. It probably is colon. Let's see. Cities colon. Um, cities. Uh, cities colon. Don't look. Don't look. Cities colon. It is. Cities colon blank. Cities colon blank. Cooperatively cities. build a city, meeting the needs of the population and your budget. Budget. Released in 2019. Whoa, it's new. Fuck. You should know it. Cities. You might not think of it, and then when I tell it to you, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's just called Cities. Yeah, the game's cities. just called Cities. Cities. Blah. The Cities. <laughs> cities, yeah. the Cities. Cities. You're very close. Underwater. Do you think anyone's at home cities. yelling at their at the radio? Probably. Probably, Probably oh. 10 people. I wonder. But then Maybe not, not. Like, not acknowledging that we got other ones faster than they were. <laughs> yeah. So shut up. <laughs> shut up, okay? We got other ones very fast. I bet we got them before you did, okay? You can shut up in your stupid car. <laughs> Jeff got patchwork replacement before I was even done reading the sentence. <laughs> um, gosh, do we own it? You own it? No. I looked and you don't own it. Ooh. I don't. I thought you did, but I looked and you don't. Or I have yet to update a board game. Game. Yeah, but I'm. <sighs> you already would give up. If you owned it, I feel like you would. All right, so here we go. Suki yeah. to me, baby's best while building a metropolis together as, as a team is. Underwater cities skylines. Ah, oh, damn! I know that. You knew that one, right? Yeah. yeah. You would never have known yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. I knew Jeff did. City skylines. Yeah. I kind of want to play that game. Yeah. Right. It looks cool. It looks very I know. Cool. It looks cool. I think you're like building. You're like building it. And it's it and I know it's co-op. It's like yeah, it's co-op. So yeah, it looks it looks very fun. Um, good job. I thought you guys did very good at that. Thanks. So you didn't mind it, Natalie? Even though. I didn't uh, mind it. No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I didn't mind. I would it. love to do that one more. It was yeah. really, it seems really 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 hard for me. I, I assumed it would be easier. Yeah, all the games end in shit like yeah. Arnak, oh. you know, or Zulkin or Mat Alma Mater, Tigris and Euphrates. I'm like, those aren't beginning words. Yeah. Somebody recently, I forget who, said mentioned something about playing another. Um, describe the box cover so that if you ever need. Oh, a, they liked that. You You're saying someone liked that one because um, you just got to think of box covers. Or box games. People enjoyed that, you're saying? Yeah. Someone that you said? Somebody Very mentioned cool. like you doing that one again. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about theme a little earlier and do we care about it or do we not? The three of us kind of maybe don't care about it as much as other people do, but we'll never know. So uh, <laughs> top, we're doing our top five games that have a theme that you just don't really care about. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go. My whole list. We're going to go Jeff, oh me, Natalie this time. We're going to end with Natalie. Let's end with Natalie. So Jeff, whenever you're ready, you can preamble away. Do whatever you want. Start with number five. Okay. This whole list could be just full of soulless euros. Yeah. Jaces. Right? Which are games that I love, but yeah. I don't really feel like I'm doing what the game is thinking that I'm exactly. doing. Exactly. Right. 
My number five is a cop-out, and it's most Uwe Rosenberg's games. I have a cop-out on my list, too, so I'm totally cool with um, that. Games like Cottage Garden, Indian Summer, that other one, <laughs> no one feels like they're fucking gardening. That's All the not fun a of gardening. Even patchwork to an extent. Like, yeah, it's cute quilts. Yeah, but you don't feel like you're mil- making yeah. a quilt. No. And, like, I think that some of the other games, like Agricola and Hallertau, they, they, they make the resources shaped like something, so it makes you feel like, Oh, you're look, I have sheep, that? and yeah. I have a cow, and I have a thing. But really, you in your brain, I don't believe that you're actually thinking of those as that. No, or you're not cube, pretending you're a farmer. Yeah. Um, but great games. Great games. Incredible They're all games. amazing, and I love them, and some of them are my all-time favorite. But the theme, I don't really care about. When he comes out with a game, I'm playing it because his name is on it, not because of the theme that was attached to it. Right. Uwe Rose. Very good. Number Maybe five Uwe. for me, a cop-out as well. And it is Stefan Feld condom games. Hey, that was my other cop out. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we talk about Castles Burgundy all the time. Like you don't feel like you're building a burrow in the, you know, or whatever the heck it is that you're supposed to actually be doing. Same with Trajan. I don't even, what is the theme of Trajan? Oh, I wrote it down. Um, it's like influence in Roman era. Cause this was going to be one. I'll, I'll move mine, but like okay. you're supposed to influencing areas of the Roman like empire. And those are the different areas of the yeah, board. Okay. Never, you don't feel that way. No, I'm right? just you're moving, just I'm just moving cylinders around in a circle. I always describe it as just like, here's a bunch of mini games. Yeah. Not like you're influencing these right. different areas. No. So every, here you play tiles. Here you move I don't your know, guy. Here I mean, you do this. There's so many Feld games out there. Even Amerigo, which is kind of a little bit more thematic. I still just feel like I'm putting polyamino tiles yeah. onto a piece of and here are some the board. And why, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, there's a the ship I'm putting around. But yeah, still, there's very, so Stefan Feld condom games for me is my number five, which is my cop out. Uh, Natalie, what about you? I'm so sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Twister. Yeah. <laughs> Scrabble. Yeah. Hi. Stupid what words. Did you what do? do you think I am? An what author? did you do, so Natalie? I took this as... <laughs> oh, my God. As games with themes that I don't care about. But I didn't really like no. any of the games either. I just also <laughs> no. hate this is a list of games. You this is just hate. games you don't like the theme yeah. of, and you yeah. don't like the gameplay. Games Natalie I hates. thought that it was just like two that I didn't actually like the game, and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I, like the whole list is basically. Games. I can't wait to hear the list of name, games. So, Natalie hates. I crossed one out, so I'll make my number one a game I actually no, 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 no. do like. We're starting with number five. I know, but Usually. just so you know. Oh, oh, you're crossing out number two one. Oh, you five. always go after. <laughs> okay, it's not that I don't. Okay, whatever. Right, Number five is chess. <laughs> <laughs> what? Listen, I don't feel like I'm fucking royalty in this game. Exactly. Moving around knights and Kings pawns. And queens I don't feel like that. You know, if I kill the queen, I don't feel like I actually I like kill the queen. <laughs> you know, and my knight and my pawns are not protecting yeah. me. You know? I don't feel I'm actually checking your mate. I don't know that chess is trying to make you feel that way. <laughs> the game is great an answer. Great game. answer. <laughs> Her, well, is like, your number four when the checkers? original people made chess, they're like, all right, here's our theme. Here. This is going to get people to love this game. Yeah. One of the pieces will be yeah. a horsey. Well, horsey. See, but it's going to be nighttime. We'll call this so one we'll call the Queen. Queen. Checkers yeah, is yeah, an night. example of one. Horses. Checkers doesn't have a theme. You know, they're just circles on squares. But chess. So checkers oh, man. checkers is not your number. That's because they just need to make them different because they moved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, good my answer. God. All right. All right, Jack, question number four. <laughs> my number four is a game called Praga Caput Regni. Ah, nice. Oh, yeah. um, Suck it to me, baby. Where the theme is wealthy citizens organize building projects in Prague. No, it's just cool artwork and fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. Um, because when I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm putting a tile here because it gets me the most points. Yes. The tile goes here to get me a different action. Yes. My <laughs> worker, I'm taking this because that's the action I want to do. Yes. Not organizing the building projects. And I totally understand that these games need some theme. And I, I think that sometimes in these games, the theme leads into, like, cool artwork. 
Uh-huh. That's how they're going to steer the art. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like pasting a theme on it. I think sometimes it's pasting the artwork on it to yeah. get it attractive, right. and then the theme's just going to kind of go along with it. Right. But some of these designers like um, Suki Atumi and yep. Uwe Rosenberg and Seven Feld, they're like amazing mechanisms yeah. and gameplay, Designers. and that's what I yeah. like want in those games. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I Buy care them. about. That's what gives you the most of the feels for us, anyway. Yeah. Right. Number four for me, great answer, is a game we just reviewed today on the podcast. Now, this theme is integrated very well. Yeah, it is. But I don't care about the theme of obsession. <laughs> I wish it was a different theme. Um, again, it's integrated well, and so I want to, I really want to hit that home to know that, like, because I, 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 uh, what is the word? I, admire that about the game mm-hmm. the stuff that you're doing like when you you're playing this particular tile like oh that's cool that that actually makes sense with what it's doing right but it does nothing for me i don't care it's a cool thing yeah. if that wasn't the case i would play it and have exactly the same amount of fun you just want to I go don't to care. that party you just don't care about yeah that. i don't care you want to go the there and find all your mates yeah right it could <laughs> be it, i just want to bang anybody i can obsession bang. was the first name orgy was the second orgy yeah, yeah. Obsession. what if the, the game orgy. was just orgy yeah. you orgy. have to go to this orgy <laughs> party cool. maybe that's our next board game yeah, we're gonna have to cut party. this out because we don't need you taking our <laughs> yeah, ideas. Yeah, quit taking our idea. Yeah, so I don't give a crap about the theme and obsession at all, but the game is Chef's Kiss. Good one. Yeah. Mm, all right, now yeah. what's your number four? <laughs> oh no. Checkers, 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 checkers. Oh, no. Pretty sure we played this game. Candyland. <laughs> I don't care about Candyland. As everyone in my family knows, I do not like Lord of the Rings, so I pick Lord of the Rings, Hunt for the Ring. <laughs> That's, we, we haven't even played that. We haven't. Okay. Okay. Well, I told. But Jeff that's not a bad. Night. Okay. That's I not t- a bad answer because if you don't like Lord of the Rings, you obviously don't give a shit about the theme okay. of any Lord of the Rings that's game. That's we haven't even played the game. But if you, you like listen, the game, there is a Lord we of the never Rings even played game the that we you played. Play. Journey to Middle Earth. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Is played, that what you? Meant? I know what you that's played. What I meant. Is that what you? I told meant? Jeff this last night. I was like, I have this game, and I was like, I don't know if it's the right name. I was like, but Ryan will correct me because I know we've played yeah. one with this theme. I just didn't remember. Like, <laughs> okay, I changed it. Lord of the Rings: Journey to Middle Earth. Okay, that's a good answer because you like the game, but you could you did you, you though no. Oh, okay, like, I don't think she, she liked the, the game. game. Yeah. I told right. you two through five. I didn't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate the theme. Okay. <laughs> Elliot, you're, you're more on point with there than, than yeah. closer than chess. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's awesome. awesome. It's ridiculous. All right, Josh, number three. Yeah, it's always me. I always forget. I go after Natalie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, my number three is, is a game called Dune Imperium. Nice. <laughs> I loved my first play of it. Thought it was great. I don't give a shit about yeah, Dune. Yeah, like, what was Dune. the scene? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Dune, I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about the books. I don't know yeah, anything about this here. weird spice stuff. I don't right. know anything about the movie or the upcoming yeah, movie or so the, the six other games that were played or the, the other games that came out earlier. I don't know anything about that. The but game like, itself was just, like, solid. That's Again, it could one. be pasted with other things. Yeah. I don't care about nice. Dune Imperium, Dune game, book, anything. Nice. But the game is Very good. good. That's a very good one. Number three for me is what? It's my turn. I know. She's laughing at her next oh, number. I just next Hunt for one? the Ring again and was laughing because you're like, we didn't even play we didn't it. God, Hunt for the fucking... Yeah, but it's Lord of the Rings. I don't care. Number three for me <laughs> is uh, Richard Brees' auction game called Keyflower. Ooh, yeah. Keyflower. Ama- I mean, incred- incredible game. What is game. the theme yep. for that? What? what is you're the you're developing your own little city. Yeah, it's like a uh, city building game. There's boats that come in and you give you all your yeah. people and stuff like that. I'm like, what's the theme? I think it's just yeah, like, well, that's it's the thing. That's the kind of the point. Exactly. You don't really know yeah. or care. All you care about is this this smattering of of mechanisms that makes this really awesome experience. Yeah. But the theme could be anything, and I would not give a flying f. Yeah. As long as it wasn't trains, I'm okay. Uh, for some reason, Jeff and I agree on that. I think Natalie too. If it has trains, yeah. I just like it less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, Natalie, what's your number three? 
My number three. Is- oh boy. <laughs> Come on. Um, games such as <laughs> Cthulhu Death May Die. Ooh, okay. You love that game. I do. I wouldn't say love, but I do oh, like. Really this, love. Wow. She likes it even I more than I do really like love. this game, but just in general, like, you know, like really I don't like. really care at all about Monsters Cthulhu. Agreed. That I'm with you, though. Stuff. Cthulhu theme does not much for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the theme for me does, but I do like that like dark haunted sort of theme. So that, that mm-hmm. that's why I kind of left those off my list is I I would rather play a game with that theme in that setting, that type of game than a lot of other yeah. things. But good answer. Again, good answer. That was a good one. Yeah. All right, Jeff, number two, man. My number two is a game called Toi. Toi. I um, thought about putting that on Amazing there. game. This The theme of this game is players recreate four centuries of history in Champagne, France. What? Yep. You manage dice, which is your population uh-huh. apparently, in uh, these different categories of religion Military and civilization, which would be the three different right. colors, apparently. Yep, military is right. red. Of course. Civilization's yellow. Yeah, and the other ones white. White. Reli- yeah. Yep. Yep. That's cool. it. You That's it. it. But again, it. nailed it. No Theme. idea. I Tons have cards. I play them here. I pick the dice. Nope. I buy them from you. I move them around. It's kind of a cool castle on the um, outside. You can move your ladies of twa around. Yeah, those ladies of twa run around the yeah. end. Who knows? But yeah, that great, great pick is meaningless to me. But man, the the game is so good. Yeah, great one. Number two for me is very similar um, to twa in terms of like. What? And it's Orléans. Yeah. <clears throat> Orléans again? I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. It's uh, you're just moving around, trying to establish things in little spots on the board. You're pulling out guys that you don't. You never call them by what they actually are, and then they just activate certain things. And who cares? It's great. That game could have no theme to it at all. It could be abstract, and I think I would have a great time. The same great time with it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's my number two, Orléans. Nelly, what was your number two? My number two. And I think you're gonna like this. Oh boy, I think you're, you're gonna, gonna like agree. This. We'll see. Is Rococo? Yeah, I almost put that on my good one because I almost put I that mean, on mine. what is it about? Like making clothes, making old fashioned clothes. Yeah, it's yeah. just like the stupidest, <laughs> ugliest. Yeah. yeah, it's very flat. weird. There's a newer. What's the, the um? I mean, it's maybe not. It's maybe a little newer than Rococo. Rococo. But what's the other fashion design game by um, Ignasi or his company? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I sure do. No. Um, it's, it's got that like fashion words. model on the front. Damn. Uh, Look it up. Anyway, but sometimes those theme, those like fashion design themes are for like a, almost a yeah. specific group of people, maybe yeah. to pull people well, in. Because it's not Some even like, give a shit about like it. fashion that's like current or like desirable. It's like fashion that's like you you see show Pret-a-porter. TV shows. Prada Porter, good. With this type of fashion that's like in Rococo, and you're just like, ooh, what are they wearing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and yep. it's like, that's what it's based on. Yeah, I I mean, generally when this game's talked about by people who love the game, they're they're always like, Don't worry about the theme. The theme's gonna make right. you seem like you're seem like you're gonna the theme's gonna make you theme the, like you're the just theme, not gonna theme, like theme. this game. <laughs> but I swear, check out this game. It's fascinating and I love it. What's the um suffer and suck attack? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. That's a great one. All right, Jeff, we've come to number one, man. My yeah, number one like is a game called <laughs> right. Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Il Magnifico. Oh, yeah. Um the theme of that game, did you know? No. You're no. head of a noble no. family. No clue. You're the head of a noble family and okay. you're sending your family members to these different areas of the city. Okay. And that's where you place then your pegs for the dice. So like yeah. each peg that you have or you know, it's a little All your games are like those four cubes. I know. Well, I kind of <laughs> stared at them while I was making them. Um but yeah, I don't. Again, I don't feel that as I'm doing anything no, while I'm playing that, one. and I don't think about it. There are some games that I do think about 
theme or that, that at least come across. Like underwater cities, I'm like, okay, Agreed. I have that board sitting in front yep. of me. Yeah. Usually space games, I feel like, okay, there's yeah. like some theme right. there with the art or with something like and that. And even mm-hmm. those ones, like whether the theme is like integrated well or not, it's just a generally pleasing theme. Like underwater, who doesn't like fish and underwater stuff yeah. in the ocean? Yeah, you know who doesn't like mean? fish? It, but some of these like Euros, they're just <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah, why, why trading in the Mediterranean? In who wants yeah. to? Who wanted that game? <laughs> right. Fantastic choice. Number one for me is a game. Let's see if you can figure it out from the description. Okay. These players act as traders trying to get victory points for building a network of offices, controlling cities, bonus markers, when other traders use the cities they control. After controlling a line between two cities with your pawns, you can decide to build an office or to Hansa Teutonica. Yeah. Wow, you guys knew it from the theme. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. pointed at it. That's Hansa Teutonica. <laughs> what the... F- no, Maybe uh, start to say they connect yeah. the cities or something. I would have never... I would never in a million years... All I know is there's. it's a map and there's, there's some buildings and you're just trying to put cubes yep. on it. It is definitely it. a cube pushing just another soulless euro that I love more. I love it so freaking much. But there's no fucking theme. Yeah. There's nothing. You don't care about the damn theme. Yeah. You just have connect the bats with cubes. Yeah. Natalie, number one. My number one is. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Adrian's Wall. Adrian's Wall. Really? That was that. I almost put that on because there. Because I don't even know what the theme is. Yeah. And I don't care. All I care about is I check this box so I can check this yep. box and yep. do this and this and this. Yep. I don't care what they actually mean yeah. or what I'm doing. It's like you're working theme. to like yeah, build you up don't. your wall to protect yourself from the picked army who's coming yeah. in to but get you or who something. Who cares? But yeah. That's not the fun part. Yeah. The yep. fun part is yep. checking all the boxes. Agreed. And, and sometimes there's stuff. this game, yeah. like we talked about Project <laughs> L last episode or two episodes ago, where it's like, I don't even want They just embrace a no theme, a nothing. Yes. I yeah. like, good yeah. for them. I, yeah. But in, yeah. a, in a heavier game, that's an, like if that game was a two-hour game, you'd be like, okay, maybe there needs to be something. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Right. Even if it's you nothing, even if it's something. useless or whatever, at least there might be something. Yeah. Throw a flavor text in there. In that game, the component quality is almost the, the, the they substituted yeah. that yeah. for the theme. It's almost like the look of it is the yeah, theme. Yeah, it's the theme. You got any right. honorable? <laughs> exactly. Again, uh, this is like the fourth episode in a row. I just went five and stopped. Oh. I had some like... So Twa backups. was one I had as backup in case yeah, you picked one of mine. Mm. Yeah, there was another one that you guys both said, or one of you said I had Coimbra was was one that I was oh, gonna yeah, I like Coimbra's jump on in on for sure. Yeah, because yep. you're like in Portugal doing something with something. And Who knows? Yeah. You got cool dice drafting. Yeah. Stuff. I also said I thought Lisboa. Oh, that one's like the theme. Oh man, yeah, it's about rebuilding the city of Lisbon after the earthquakes. It's like it's really in there, but I mean but maybe on the first Natalie play. Natalie doesn't give a shit. Natalie doesn't fucking care. Also, Twilight Struggle. Wow, really? Okay, I wouldn't think that. And that's um, like all. Yeah, that's like straight yeah. up Cold War. Definitely Silk, but I don't like that game either. So, <laughs> like, uh, Castle of Burgundy. Checkers. Yeah, Castle of Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, Burgundy's always that one that we always come oh, back what to. What did we say? Yeah. We were like, <laughs> we were talking last night, and we were like, Twister, that is a terrible theme, just a bunch of dots. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what the hell is that? Colored dots? dots? Yeah. Dumb. Um, Goa was on my list. Legrand Ooh, that's Hobby. a good one. Oh, yeah. Goa's good. Um, specifically in this Feld rel- uh, range was Trajan and Carpe Diem of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. What's Carpe happening? Just like, yeah, you're just building some cities. You're building down. some buildings. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of them ends up being that, um, those, those Euro games that just kind of like need a theme, so they just put one on there. Right. But I also look at like my list of favorite games, and s- a lot of them in my top 10 I do care about the theme, or at least I, I enjoy it's not the off-putting theme. Or anything, yeah. Like even Trismegistus, where it's like I don't like science or that kind of shit, like experimental stuff. Yeah. But it's cool in the game, yeah. Moment stuff like that helps. Yeah, underwater cities specifically, I, it really helps that it's themed and art and in the yeah. stylized the way it is for me. Right. It makes me like it more. Or like Teotihuacan, where you're like actually building a pyramid. Yeah, it makes you, you like the game like the so graphics. much more. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that, or even like like terraforming Mars. 
it's I feel like you like the game more because you you're in space and you're trying to make this planet. It's like it's a really cool integration, and a lot of games just that you like a lot just don't have that crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I wonder if I wonder if people who are from Europe and kind of live in the areas of a lot of these historical things, if they enjoy that theme I'm more. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Let us know. Yeah. If you live in Portugal, is Coimbra a better game? Because, like, would we care more about, like, American history type games? You just said you hated Twilight Struggle. <laughs> yeah, right. That's specifically the Cold War. What about Watergate? Yeah. You like Watergate? I do. I wonder I, if Watergate. You like that- it because of the theme? I like the theme of it because I find that general part of history interesting. I wonder if that is less, for the opposite part of the question, is that less intriguing for people who have no yeah, idea? Yeah, who are not right. Yeah, the, yeah. about the scandals. Right, yeah, does somebody right. in Europe give a shit about Watergate? Maybe. Probably yeah. not. Let us know, maybe though. Europeans. Maybe. Yeah, what do you guys think? Jim. <laughs> Jim, Osgore, Swoozle, Swoozle. Anybody else that we're forgetting? Uh, Board and, Gamers UK. Is game Ando? Malta. Board Game Malta. Board Game Malta. Is Ando Osgore? <laughs> No, Ando's different. Okay, I thought different it, people. I thought yeah, it yep, different. for sure. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at MadBoardGamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Just search GameCasters and you'll find us there. You can also email us at the Gamecasters Podcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash the GameCasters. There's also a merch store where you can find all sorts of different game casters mad board gamer gateway gear so head on over to the gatewaynetwork.com forward slash store please follow me and consider subscribing on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters so for natalie and jeff the mad board gamer i'm ryan and you have been listening to the gamecasters good night everybody I had to replug the mics. Okay. Sound check, sound check. One, two, three. Sound check, sound check. One, two, three. Sound check, sound check. Three, two, one. Oh, oh God. She went backwards. <laughs>